Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another special edition of the Michael Deacon program. First time listeners, thanks for finding this. We hope you enjoy your stay. Please come again. It's my great pleasure to announce to all of you yet again, there is no guest tonight. It's just you, me, and Mr. Mike Hideous. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. Happy Tuesday. It's September 22nd. 2020. Hello to all you great folks in the chat room. Hello to you wonderful people that listen via the podcast. International listeners out there, you know who you are. We've got another great show for you this evening, and it's all going down like a Chinese hospital. 2020 is nearly over, and so is the foundation of America. Tonight, we will be discussing a plethora of topics ranging from very serious matters to quite ludicrous matters. I recommend sticking around. It's going to be fun. And yes, your phone calls are always welcomed. I guess you can say tonight is wide open phones or WAP. 
Yes, we can go with that. Tonight is WAP, Wide Open Phones, and it is now that time to bring in Mr. Mike Hideous, who is patiently waiting. Mike, what's going on? Hello, Michael. Tonight I announced it was going to be Wide Open Phones, or as I like to say, WAP. <laughs> I take great offense to that. I'm going to start a movement against you. I'm fired already. <laughs> How's it going, Mike? It's been a while. Yes, it has. Two weeks, and... uh Yes, uh, I'm doing all right. I hope you're doing well. I had a blast last show, and I'm sure we'll do a blast of a show this time. It was fun, right? Yep, yep. Usually is. And Mike, you know, I had all kinds of things to ask you tonight, but before we jump into dark matters, I wanted to bring this to light, especially for the listeners who have been listening to me and you for the past, what, five months now, right? More than that. More, more than that. that. It's been it's, like six? Uh, probably more like eight. Holy crap. Well, when we I first started your you're very, um, you, you were very much against the idea of September 11th, potentially being an inside job, if I recall. I was on the borderline of trying to comprehend whether or not right. all these these conspiracy theories were um, legit, any, bullshit, any, right? any validity to them. Right. Is that the right word? Validity? Yeah. That's, that's the proper word. And this is something I've always considered when I'm talking to. Those that are from the East Coast and those who were near a certain radius. It's a touchy subject, but that was... It is. Yeah. But that was something that uh, changed me for uh, my hunt for answers, the never-ending quest. And I know people say you should always grow and change your opinion on things. And while it's true, you, you should. For myself, I have I've grown, but my opinion on certain issues have not changed or altered much. And that feeling, Mike, I felt then is still here today. So ultimately, what you're saying is that you still believe that there is some something underlying that we do not know about. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mike, it's pretty awesome, you know, talking to you. You've been, again, a little resistant of the idea, but now I'm proud to say that you've finally been red-pilled to a certain degree. <laughs> well, no, hang on, hang on. Let, let's not jump the gun. Am I, I will the gun? Admit, I will admit that I, I have really listened to and or watched some of the, 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 the theories that people have committed. And I got to be honest, I'm still teetering on the fence. I, I, I'm, I'm willing, if, if, if someone can show me and prove to me 100% that there was some sort of underlying uh, manipulative government involvement in this, I will, by all means, I will accept it. But I still, I'm still teetering, to be perfectly honest. Yes. It's still a bit of an issue for you, but you are much more closer to being somewhat receptive of the idea, correct? Yes. Yes. I, I'm willing to, again, I'm willing to accept whatever. Understood you know, whatever hardcore facts might be presented. I just feel like everyone has sort of forgotten what happened. The colossal mistake the Bush administration committed, the innocent lives lost from war, that was never justified. I agree. All set on on false pretenses. No weapons of mass destruction ever That's found right. anywhere. I was so against the war right. in Iraq. I really was because they... They did not need to be attacked. They did not. And Saddam Hussein should never have been killed. In the chat, they're asking, what about the captain, Mike? What captain, about captain? Captain Dan Handley. Uh, please refresh my memory with that. Who is that again? The airline pilot that was speaking out against 9-11. Oh, 
That's right. Okay, yeah. And you know what? It, you didn't find him compelling at all. Fascinating, fascinating information. But again, it, it's still... You're not all the way in yet. I'm still I teetering, Michael. That's okay. Still teetering. Baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting your first DUI and going to, going to class. It's <laughs> the first step, Mike. First step to recovery. Okay. You ever known those alcoholics, though, Mike? The ones who have to drink like while they're driving? <laughs> or even riding shotgun in a car. That was like how I used to be with pot. I used to have to smoke pot to drive. <laughs> you had to smoke pot when you had to drive, Mike? When I, yeah, when I was younger, I had to smoke pot when You I couldn't drive. just light I, up and then go drive? Yeah, I suppose I could have, but I was just the kind of guy who liked to drive with a joint in my mouth. Damn, you know, look at you. Begging, begging to be pulled over. Look at Mike. <laughs> you know, mind you, back then too, I mean, we're talking like 30 years ago. Right, right. If you got caught with a roach in your in your in your ashtray or oh, on yeah. you, you could have served like five years. In you're prison. In deep, yeah, you're in deep trouble. Yep. Especially if you lived in like in Vegas. Is that so? I or didn't Nevada? Yeah, one seed and you're done. Really? Yeah, but things change, or they, they have changed have. rather. I mean, now it's pretty much uh, legal out there for recreational purposes. I believe now. And I think even where it's not legal, the, the uh, cops have been much more lenient. Yeah, it's much on, more lax. Yeah. Right. I heard the bird. So, yeah, he said. Is he okay? Uh, yeah, he's just, he's he's listening to me get excited. Does he also smoke a joint before he flies? <laughs> Regretfully, no. Uh, but he makes fun of me when I'm, <laughs> when I'm stoned. <laughs> Love that. So, yeah, Saddam Hussein was a CIA asset, so was Osama bin Laden. It's almost yeah. like people forgot all of a sudden. I, I think, Mike, we are constantly lied to, constantly screwed. But hey, you can't handle the truth, Mike, according to Big Brother. So they say. You so can't handle say. the truth, Mike. You're not man enough for the truth, they say. Yeah, but it, 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 I, think it, I think the truth depends on which side you're standing on. Some people might say, well, the truth is this. You know, the truth is A. But the opposing side would say truth is B. You right. What I'm hear saying? You. Yeah. Well, so, the truth hurts. Indeed it does. And it's I'm here not... to deliver the truth no matter how bad it hurts. That's for sure. Do you know something I don't? What are you getting at here? I know a lot of, <laughs> I know a lot of things that scare me, Mike. I'm scared. I'm scared of myself. Are you? I freak myself out sometimes. Yeah. Just had a 30 minute conversation with myself about a week ago. <laughs> oh, you do that too? <laughs> I was alone and I had a deep conversation with myself. Yeah, I, I do that too, but that's because I live alone and I have no friends. And well, I was acting as my own psychiatrist. I, I was thinking that perhaps I'm like um, maybe schizophrenic to a certain extent because I was having a, like a real deep conversation with two different voices going on. That's uh, it was that's fucking crazy. Interesting. <laughs> it really was. But um, yeah, caller, <laughs> how's it going? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fine. I'm just admitting to Mike that I'm a little insane. <laughs> that's what I hear. That's, that's what I hear. I don't know. I can't confirm. Um, but yeah, 30 minutes. I went like 48 minutes, I want to say, maybe 33 seconds last night. So I think it's probably because I like my voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what it was. Could, could, could be. Could be. Yeah, I enjoyed sweet it. Preamp, the, the, the sweet preamp. Next right. time, I'll have to uh, record myself uh, talking nonsense. 
There you go. Yeah. Or, or you could put you, you could uh, you could you could give us your Skype feed, and we could actually see. Or that but too. Hey, that's, yeah, go ahead, caller. I'm sorry not, for you know. Not gonna happen. Going nuts there. Go ahead. Uh, did you have a question or a question or anything to yeah. add? This is wide open phones. Wop. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well isn't Mike 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 the Wop right? He sure is. He's a black talent. I sure am. I'm full full time Wop. Know it, buddy. Cheers. Uh, it's Farsky, by the way. How's it going, guys? Hi, guys. We're good. We're good. Um, I just thought I'd call and say what's up. Um, I, I wanted to pass along more nonsense from my backyard, which is Kenosha. Yeah, go ahead. Again. Give us a report. So some, I don't know if you guys... No, no, luckily there aren't fires currently, but uh, apparently they just released... Uh, I saw some of the footage from Rittenhouse, that, that kid with the AR. Oh, that's right. Yes. And... Uh, Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty damn egregious at this juncture. Like, I'm sure we all, you know, everybody's seen the uh, the arm getting blown off of that piece of shit. I, I look. That's I think, just a punk ass. I think all of them are pieces of shit out there, to be honest with same, you. Same here. I'm I, really think glad I, I think you're a scumbag if you're out there uh, protesting anything, to be honest. I don't, give a, I don't give a fuck what you're protesting. I think you're a piece of shit being out there in the street holding a sign. To me, you're yeah. just the you're just the mark, in my opinion. If you're if you're doing that shit, thank you, thank you, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I'm I could really be wrong. Like I'm sure there's other people out there who disagree, and I know people disagree with that because you know people were complaining Fuck to me. Uh, All right, hang on, guys, hang on, hang on, hang on, both of you. Yeah. I was going to talk to you about you, that, Mike. I you, was you getting complaints about this. Well, he, well, that's what I'm saying. I want to ask you about mm-hmm. you both. You guys, a question here. You do realize that it is in the Constitution. Is it the Constitution? I, I might be yeah. wrong. I'm sorry. But so that is a murder, protest, Mike. The Bill of Rights. Yeah, but hang on. Right. But, hang on, hang on. <laughs> but you Pro- can't protest, murder people, though, Mike. Protest is acceptable, pr- provided it is not violent. Violent, correct. So, I mean, I have nothing against protest. As long as you don't go breaking people's windows, fighting, throwing things, you know, that that's where the problem is caused. But I, I think protest is, is somewhat healthy. It brings about, it can sometimes bring about change. If it's done properly and communicated properly to the, the right authorities, it could be something potentially worked out. I'm not that much of a hippie to do that, so. And and, and neither am I. I'm you know, I, being I, a hippie. You know that. I, I can't do that. I just... I don't support you know, uh, protesting on any on any on any issue at all. To be honest. Okay, what about See, those you, who stood up and said, right. "Hey, legalize it"? Now you you know you were on on for that. I right? would tell them to get a job. God damn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, right? Oh, that's amazing. Do you have anything better um, else to do than just stand around holding a sign? I mean, that's saying, pretty pathetic. I should hey, be free. Hey, I'm hideous. I don't know if you're in the same boat as me, but I'm in Wisconsin, and we still like. We don't have legalized. I got to go to Illinois tomorrow morning to the dispensary for crying out loud. So you got to drive pretty far just to get pod, right? No, no, dude. I can. There's multiple really good dispensaries, uh, literally 25 minutes south of me. So it's not a big deal. I just cross cross the border just south of Kenosha, and literally all right there because it's northern Chicago suburbs. So prices, though, that's the thing. I mean, well, it's going to be expensive. Well. So this is what we're looking at is I, essentially if I wanted to black market street, um, which I would never do, uh, is like 35, uh, an ace. So uh, 30 to 35 for, you know, loud A's, uh, and brand. But, you know, I'm, from what I understand, I haven't gone to a dispensary yet down there, but tomorrow's going to be my first ride in rodeo, but, 
uh, from what I understand, it's like 50 to 60 an eighth, which is obscene. But I need, you know, just a couple little things, some edibles as well. Oh, don't like go that. broke out you, there, you know. Yeah, I know, I know better. Spending all your money on pot out there. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad though. I make it last. I'm not, not like I used to be. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's one thing. I don't know how it is out by you, Mike. You're in PA, right? You I'm in PA, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, I, I have a couple of friends here and there who will send me a few tasty morsels yeah. here and there, but yeah. truth be told, and, and this goes, <laughs> I, I got to be honest. That, I, I actually liked dude. it better when pot was illegal. I'll tell you why. It is my and don't take this the wrong way, guys. I'm not saying you, you know, oh. guys in particularly or anybody for that matter. I just think that what they're doing is they're setting up by by all these dispensaries and making it uh, uh, allowing people to to just get pot at will. I think it's setting up the younger generation to be a bunch of potheads. Don't take that the wrong way. I think no, they're, no. they're setting them up to be a potheads and it's going to end up making the world stupid. <laughs> get this though, Mike. I agree. But get this. I'll compound. I'll, I'll actually take what you said and add, I'll compound one other thing that actually I'm starting to see it in reading more reports is they're actually starting to uh, glyphosate literally in some of the shit that's been tested. Um, I don't know if what it's is California. That? What it is that? Might have been Oregon. That's Roundup, dude. So we're talking like big fucking stupid pharma and not big pharma necessarily, but those types of pieces of shit clearly see dollar signs and have been for a long time with, you know, getting, getting this shit legalized. So apparently there's been multiple situations so far with testing and they're finding, you know, where it's supposed to be organic and, you know, this and the other GMO free. Well, no, there's actually, they're messing with, they're messing with a lot of a lot of things, from what I understand, and uh, it ne- hasn't necessarily broken in the news, so to speak, yet. But I've seen a few things over the past week that have been rather alarming. So that's another reason I see this is not the best. You know what I mean for for smokers. So smokers, whatever, any any consumer of cannabis, freaky. Well, it's not really? safe. Anything that you put inside your body. Is, uh, yeah, smoke wise, it's not safe, especially, uh, cannabis, especially all the, uh, yeah. pesticides that are already being added to the grow. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh, there's, yeah, there's a shitload of chemicals, my friend, that I didn't know that. Oh, I yeah. Didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's very expensive stuff, too, by the way. See, now, yeah, for, one- for both of you guys who are both smokers, as well as I am, I admit it, and I, I think that, um, the younger generation, like some of these people, and let's let's face it, there are kids who start smoking regular cigarettes at age 10, 11, 12. I, yeah. did, I did. Yep, I did. Right. You're okay. talking to one over I there. Mean, I, I, knew, wait, yeah. I knew kids when I was 13 who were smoking cigarettes, and I, I didn't start smoking until I was 30. Um, but And as far as weed is concerned, I didn't start smoking weed until I was 21. All my friends were smoking it at, at like 15, Early. 14. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I never did. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was straight edge. So the point is – Same here. Um, Same here, Mike. Seriously, I was straight edge for a while. But not that I'm proud of that. But, you know, this is a scene. Part of the scene, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Deacon um, gives me shit about it. Go ahead. What I'm saying is that, you know, there, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with eating, you know, edibles, uh, that have, uh, marijuana in them. Um, I think it's a safer high. Am I wrong in saying that? Because I think it's safer than actually smoking it. But, um, I, and plus it lasts think, for <laughs> like five, eight hours. I think it just depends Not, on that person. I've overdosed. Yeah, because there's, there's people who have just ate like a tiny, uh, edible and they had to go to the hospital. 
<laughs> I mean, well, they felt like they had to go to the hospital. I, I would have to recommend anyone that feels that way just to lay down and go to sleep for a little bit. But exactly. Yeah, but you know how some people are. They freak out. And I've, I've known plenty of people that had to call an ambulance that they thought they were having a heart attack. And one of them, one of them is one of the, uh, a listener right now. A uh, shout out to uh, Max Cole, who's listening in, listening in uh, eventually. Uh, he saw <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor Max. I believe he ate an edible and he thought he was having a heart attack. Can you believe that? Yes, I can. Yes. Wow. I, I've smoked. When I was younger, about 24, I smoked out of a bot, like a four foot bong. And uh, I was with a bunch of friends and I took one hit and ooh, oh my God, it went right to my head. It hit me so hard. I passed out for two hours on my friend's couch. I thought I was going to die. Dude, That's a good story to me. I'll- I got a good one, and I'll sign off with this story, you guys. Uh, so uh, I want to say maybe 2015, um, I had got some, some edibles from a friend. We got some Rice Krispie treats. And a week prior to this, I, I, we had gotten the same ones from the same person. And they, I remember eat, my buddy was like, my roommate was like, only eat like half. I was like, okay. So I ate half. I was like, this ain't shit. So I ate the rest. He's like, you ate the rest? I was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, have fun. I was fine. So, so then this second time, we was like, some more. We got him. I was like, because I ate the whole thing right away before we could even like repackage it up. And I'm at my ex-wife's house, which is right up the street. And it's hilarious. So anyway, he goes, did you just eat the whole thing? I was like, yeah. You saw me last week. It was fine. I didn't barely even feel shit. And he goes, oh, fuck. And I was like, what? He goes, these are way stronger. And I was like, well, whatever. I'm fine. So he take, we hang out for a little bit, have a couple beers and hanging out. And he he takes off. And about 20 minutes later, I'm just chilling. I was like, all right. Talking Max, I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow, you know, whatever. And we live four blocks away from each other, so I'm gonna walk home now. I walk out the back door uh, and turn the corner, and um, I was so I could barely fucking walk, dude. I had to put my hand, like, I had to like literally like um, hold the wall because we live in like a like a row houses right in downtown Milwaukee, and I'm just like holding the wall, the brick wall, and I can't. I am like, oh shit, I can't even walk. I can't even walk home. Four blocks, you know, like this isn't even okay. And I turn the corner and I walk back in the front, okay. the front door of her apartment. I walk in the front door of her apartment, right? And she's like, "So what'd you forget?" I was like, "I can't walk home." She's like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, that's really strong." She's like, "All right, cool, just chill." And I sat down on the couch. I passed out. Um, and a roommate came pounding on the door apparently at about three a.m. that night, and she answered the door. And he was saying somebody had broken into our apartment and he caught him when he was walking up the stairs. He heard him running out the back door down the, into the alley and didn't get a, you know, visual on him, but, uh, someone stole a snare drum from me and like, uh, yeah, like a $500 snare, you know, and some other musical equipment. And, uh, that night, now mind you, dude came to the, came to Crystal's door, next wife, and he's like pounding on the door. She's trying to wake me up, freaking out, like, dude, your house is being robbed. She said she was punching me in the face. I have no recollection of this. Punching me in the face, trying to get me to wake up. I don't remember any of it. The next day I wake up and she's smoking weed because she's just a huge pothead. And uh, the smell was making me ill. I literally couldn't, I couldn't, I believe I OD'd, to be totally honest with you. And um, (laughs) I couldn't smoke. I couldn't smell it. I couldn't do anything for Almost a month, no shit. Yeah, it's like when when you, when you drink too much and you throw up and and you don't want to smell the the, the alcohol and you know like the for Jameson. A while. It's like the Jame, Jameson is the worst. Like I can handle powers all day, but Jameson, for some reason, that's the devil, man. 
worst hangovers for me personally, but that's just my pussy. Right on, my friend. We will talk to you again very soon. There's someone calling in, and they won't stop calling. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, my friend. Take care. Take care, man. Uh, Yes, caller, you are live on the air. What happened? You keep calling. Oh, hello. Yeah, it's open open lines, isn't it? Yeah, what happened? What do you mean, what happened? Was there an emergency? (laughs) No, I just wanted to be sure I spoke to Mr. Hideous. You were calling in, or you were calling like a... Like someone that wanted some drugs or something. Like a bat out of hell. Yeah, this guy was calling in like a coke fiend. <laughs> Holy shit. What's up, caller? How you doing? This yeah, is Mike. Yeah, go ahead, caller. Yeah, yeah. No, I, call, I called in before the last time Mr. Hideous was on, and I wanted to give a shout-out to your um, your chat. Your chat. They definitely, um, you know, if anything, they're definitely keeping it real. Uh, they, they made some... They made some funny comments about uh, I was quite long-winded, and I promise I'm not going to make it that mistake. This well, you're time. fucking up already. <laughs> I, I just to, to support what uh, Mr. Uh, Hideous was talking about when he, uh, he his support of uh, the uh, Trump and the president administration, and um, you know we talked about like going down a memory hole. I, you know, there 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 were individuals that called in to talk, you know, that gave some. Um, you know, they're doing like ad hominem attacks on the pre- the present president. And um, I thought, you know, I don't know whether you can indulge me here, but if you go down the memory hole and you look at the track record of the previous administration and this administration, it's truly like, you know, night and day. I mean, I think no that doubt. the biggest issue. I think the biggest issue that we could all be talking about right now is the upcoming election. Now, I know that there are individuals that they get into power. Of course, they they they're they're holding power. And they have alliances with individuals. Of course they do. But attacking the, the person or the person's character, I would just attack their record first. I mean, I could give you a long laundry list uh, of the previous administrations. I, I don't know whether you have time for it, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to, um, you know, go into it if I don't uh, if I don't need to. But um, you know, I certainly could um, with uh, with the kinds of uh, things that have been done. And I think that the real core the core issue here is whether we want to side on the on law or lawlessness. I think that's really ultimately because what we're getting from the Democratic Party is going to just be uh, more lawlessness. That's, that's, yeah, but they, they don't they, see they, it that way. You understand? They don't see it that way. Yeah. You know, well, you know, it, uh, it, the, the the thing here is we've got we've got two different administrations with two different ideologies. One of them, that being Donald Trump and his administration, wants to get the corruption out of government, whereas the other the other uh, side, the left side, <clears throat> wants to create a whole new system simply based on the fact that Donald Trump, who they absolutely hate, and it's beyond anything at this point. This guy could cure cancer and, and they would get pissed off at him because he didn't do it fast enough. Uh, so it, it's 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 not even about his policies because he's kept every just about every single promise he said he was going to make. But the left doesn't want him in office because they're scared of him. They're scared of him because he's cleaning house. So that's basically the bottom line. That's that's the argument. They don't want him in power because he's not a politician, never was. And he's coming in as an American trying to straighten things up. And, and that's what, in my opinion, I firmly believe the Democrat Party has a lot to hide. And that's why they don't want him in, in, in office, because if he finds out, they're toast. Well, I agree. I think they've already found out. 
that's the thing. I think that, that they've already found out, and it, you know, things can be done on a in a second term that couldn't necessarily be done in the first. This is true. This is true. And let's hope let's let's keep our fingers crossed that Hillary Clinton goes to jail. What do you think, Michael? No one's going to jail. You're right. Absolutely. You're 100 percent right. They're not going to jail. You're no, on crack if you think anyone's going to jail. Yeah, there's not going to be any justice. Why would you? Why would you think that that it would be in a civil court? Are you ask? You're asking me, caller. No, I was asking Mike. Why would you think that they're going to necessarily go to jail or be be brought up in charges in a civil court? What about a military tribunal? Well, I got to be honest. I don't know much about the differences between the two. To be quite honest with you, um, all, uh, look. Uh, bottom line is, I just hope justice will prevail. I hope these people who have been screwing our country quite literally like screwing our country i hope they're brought to justice I, I i can only hope that the right thing is done whether it is or not you know who am i you know what, what, what difference am i gonna make by by saying it uh you know politics is above you are. most of us you're right you're a citizen so you know we we do have the the, the right to view our opinions and 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 try, at our very best, try to support them with with evidence. You know, if you have a, you know, you have to support your argument with premises. But you know, you have every right to share that. That's that, that's the wonderful thing about a program like this. I've, I I said it before. Mike has you know opened up the 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 uh, an avenue like many of the other alternative media for individuals to view their opinions. If they're a citizen of the states, then they're they're part of the the union. I mean, they're, I, I totally understand people's, they, they, they feel ambivalent because of the fact that there, there was, you know, both sides were, appeared to be playing ball. They, they, they appeared to be on the same team. I do believe though that, that there has been, there is a dramatic shift that's going on. I think people fail to, to re, I guess they don't remember that what, wasn't Trump like a lifelong Democrat? I mean, wasn't he? Yeah. With uh, with uh, with uh, John Jr. all those years and the, the Kennedys and you know that maybe the Kennedys Democrat he was, uh, but uh, he certainly uh, wasn't isn't you know now he had to he had to to, to 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 join the other party for a particular reason. But I just see that there either way our government is definitely going to be radically transformed. The question that we have to ask ourselves is that wh- whether we want. It's to be uh, on the side of law or lawlessness. I mean, we can right. all, you know, click our, 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 our red, you know, red slippers together and say, Toto, uh, you know, I just wish the, the, the greatest place to be is back home and hope that everything will work out. But, you know, countries are, are definitely run by governments. And I don't think that there's ever been uh, another document like the, the Constitution. So I don't. You know, we, we are all part of it. Like you, you said, Mike, but you, you, you are part of it. Your voice, our voices need to be heard. You, you are part of it. You are making a difference every time you speak to an individual and try to support what you're saying because you want a better life in the future. And, and I appreciate that. And yes, I agree. But there are things that take place behind closed doors that we as citizens uh, cannot control. As a matter of fact, Michael and I were just speaking about 9-11. I don't know if you heard that part, but we were talking about how I'm still teetering on whether or not there was an inside job on 9-11 and, because it's so hard for me to accept. Like how could my government do that to innocent people? And Michael tells me all the time that there are things that take place 
that we can't control and that we don't know about, and they're going to continue to happen. So the point of the matter is, politics is going to be way above us. It's always going to be way above the, the little guy. And those little guys are people like me, Michael, you, and anybody out there in this country if you're not in politics. Um, for example, uh, not to get into a whole discussion here, but here in Pennsylvania, Governor Wolf uh, was recently sued by the people of Pennsylvania for uh, the actions of closing down businesses. I, I can't remember exactly the, the the terms that they used, but it, apparently it was unconstitutional what he did. So the people took him to court. They won the court case, and now he's appealing, which means in the long run he's not going to end up serving or having to do anything. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna have his lawyers appeal for as long as possible, and this will drag on forever, and nothing will ever get done, more than likely, because that's that's how politics works. Anybody there? Caller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. So I appreciate. There you go, Graham. Thank you. All right, brother. Thank, Thank you, you for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I think. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Good lord. Please give us a better caller. I beg you. Put me to sleep there, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Good lord. I know your fault there, Mike. It was uh, the uh, caller there. Really? Yeah, put me I to sleep. Good call. If you say so. <laughs> All right. Good god. Any, anyways, as we were talking about 9 11. See, Mike, that's the issue. Yes. You're an East Coast guy. Yes. I noticed that about those who live in the East Coast. What is that? They have a very hard time even coming to any sort of tangible conclusion that maybe even perhaps we had some prior info before the attacks. But we did. We, we did. did, didn't of we? Of course we did. Yeah. I mean, it was just a matter of, of acting, but... So you agree with that part, but... Absolutely. I There are things that, that I, I have learned Where's the but? You. I'm waiting. Well, I've, there are things that I've learned through you, through the many people that we've interviewed, through countless uh, conspiracies, theories uh, online that I've watched. And I, I'm, again, I'm teetering on whether or not this actually, like, like where, like, where's the, where's the key that just opens up all the information that says, yes, we were had. You know well, what I'm our saying? government like, won't do that, though, Mike, because of national security, because they don't want to cause a panic. Agreed. And I understand that. <laughs> yes. I understand that. At the same time, I'm still trying to, to, to put all this together and really say, look, it's so it's such a delicate, sensitive subject for not only for me, but for many people. And we can sit there and talk to all the people that we know, Michael, uh, uh, you know, who have talked about this very subject that we've interviewed. Sure. And, and I can listen to the, what they have to say. But you but won't be convinced. I, it's not that I won't be convinced. I'm still, I'm, I'm trying to gather that information and say, is this true? Did this really happen? Did we really get, were people really murdered by our government? Did our Watergate government? actually happen? Yes, it did. Did Martin Luther but King people, people didn't die. was MLK assassinated by the FBI? I don't know. I, I, I don't know that. Did Nazi scientists come to America? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. But not 9-11, right? No way, Jose. Not, not saying that. Just try to understand. Amazing. Like I, I, what I, when I think about 3,000 people that were killed, 
some in pl- many, if if not you know many in planes, a horrible, horrible way to die in that that collapsing building in the Pentagon. These people died a, a horrific way. But then again, you got people who say like Jim Fetzer who say. There were nobody in. There was nobody in those planes, and the Arabs that they said that were the terrorists didn't do it. They they were. It was just fake. I, I, I'm I'm still. I've yet to really get that information and process it. Like you can tell me all the conspiracy theories in the world, but I gotta see the facts. Gotta see the facts. You gotta see the facts. The car facts. <laughs> no, I understand, Mike. It's tough, man. It's really tough. You got to understand, I, I was so devastated. Like, I, I literally broke down that day when I, like, at the end of the day, when I, I was watching the news after after everything that I had seen that day, the the, 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 the crumbling of the buildings, the smoke in the sky, uh, you know, I saw it firsthand. I saw it from my street and from my building. Then I watched the news for, oh, for Christmas sake. I think I must have watched the news for almost 14 hours straight. And then at the end of the night, I broke down. I was so hurt that all those people died that it it was hard for me to accept. And, you know, I wanted revenge. I wanted revenge. And now a lot of people did. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm told that now it was done so that we could start a war with the Middle East. Right. Right. To provoke a war. Yes. And that if you look throughout history, that's happened time and time again. That's right. I agree. So is it that hard to imagine that we let something like this happen to get us involved in a war? I'm not saying it is, and I'm not saying it isn't. I'm simply saying I'm still trying to gather something. I'm trying to gather information that's going to that's gonna trip that wire in my brain and say, you know what, Mike? This was an inside job. I hear you. I hear you. But the way it all worked out is pretty suspicious. I uh, that you know what I will totally agree with you on that because the more I watch like when I watch building 7 fall like how the hell did that building fall down like that come on it's a little weird like I I still like like people are saying well they heard they heard explosions in 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 the towers right. and then they fell and they the way they fell they they imploded sort of they kind of collapsed on themselves I see it. I I saw all of it. I saw the day it happened, and I've been watching it ever since for the last 19 years. However, it never occurred. To, like I'm still in belief that it was the jet fuel and the the the, the plane crashing into the building that made it happen. You think the but jet fuel is responsible? I, I'm not saying I think. I'm just going based on what I saw and what I tend to believe. What I want to believe. I want to believe that it was a you know a terrorist attack. I I would hate to know. That our government deceived us and killed 3,000 people. Well, the CCP virus has killed more already. Yeah, according to Joe Biden, 200 million. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but it has well, surpassed the numbers. Well, that's what he said. It's only 200,000. Well, Biden, I think, is, you know, I'm not <laughs> sure if he's right about that one, but it has surpassed, though, it, it has surpassed the September 11th attacks. And speaking of COVID, the U.S. passed 200,000 cases now, Mike. Yes. And but of if course, Joe, if you're Joe Biden, mm-hmm. it's 200 million. It's 200 million <laughs> cases. That's right. Yes. <laughs> that's a lot of cases, right? Mm. Regardless. Yes, it is. Yes, that's it kind is. of a lot. But, uh, do you know what the do you know what the world count is for it for it all? Good just question. I, I don't know. I was just curious. No big deal. That is a good question, though. I'm sure I'll look it up in a few. I know. Um, uh, who did they say just started uh, getting hit? Uh, was it? 
Florida? Probably. There, well, there's no, a lot England. of... England. Oh, was it? England. Oh, the, okay, we're talking about internationally. Yeah, England. I heard on the news today that England just uh, had a, a, a jump in cases. I was going to say, uh, COVID-19 deaths are rising again in the U.S. after a four-week decline with Texas and Florida leading the way in uh, fatalities, rather. Right. Yeah, that's what I read. And, of course, uh, Monday night, President Trump was out there rallying around again, and he was saying that... It mostly kills elderly people and people with other problems, right? which is not exactly that wrong, but of course it does affect all of us, not just the elderly. Right. Yeah. So let me tell you, um, went out, I went out Saturday night I was with a group of people about maybe 50 or 60 mm-hmm. out of all of them. Maybe 10 people were wearing a mask. Nobody wore a mask. About 10 people. So I took mine off. <laughs> you took yours off? I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm so tired. You were peer pressured? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it, man. I'm over it. I'm over the mask. I really am. No, I don't especially, like the mask either, but you know. Especially outside. That, that's where, like, I draw the line. You I guys were outside? What, where were you guys at? It was just a party. Okay. Just a little party. Strange. And, Very uh, strange. Yeah. So I was kind of like, set back a little by everybody not being frightened you know we all knew each other it wasn't like a bunch of strangers but um just kind of weird is all and what if you get sick then i die then you die a horrible death and then i die a horrible death what Eh. what a feeding tube like herman cain Eh, i've had worse you're ready to go right mike yep and give a shit not anymore just die not anymore michael it's over i uh i'm 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 uh (laughs) i'm ready Roman is asking if I'm scared of COVID. And? I don't want to get sick with anything. You have to be a fucking idiot to say, yeah, yeah, let's get sick with anything. (laughs) Are you that dumb? (laughs) Uh, I swear, some people have no fucking common sense, Mike. Yeah, yeah. To some some matters, I guess some matters people can be really idiotic. I mean, let's face it, I I may have done a stupid thing on, on Saturday, but frankly, I don't give a shit anymore. Or live your life. Yeah. If you're going to go out like I Herman Cain, go out like Herman Cain. Okay. But life, you know, roll the dice. You get that's, you can get inside your car and you could die tomorrow. That's right. That's so, right. You can start jogging and get hit by a bus. You could have a heart attack. I mean, I don't know. I, we've discussed this before too, this topic, but yeah. in in Sweden, they didn't close down their, their businesses and they had a low count of, of, of deaths. I mean, they had deaths, but you know, so the flu kills kills people too. Uh, so I don't know. I I just think shutting down the entire country was a, a stupid thing. I hear you, but I like to stick with facts instead of going with feelings on things. Okay, and probability. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying probability is is a good sure way to get a good assessment on things. And again, uh, I don't want to get sick with anything. I don't think I have the best immune system uh, either, Mike. Why is that? I just don't think I I do. I mean, I don't get sick very often, but when I do get sick, I mean, I feel it. You know, you're a healthy guy, though. You're you you're fit, right? I'm I'm okay. Okay, so what are you worried about? Well, I can. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about everyone's health. Okay. I don't want that's anyone to get enough. sick. I mean, that's that's the issue. That's fair enough. Why would I, I want I, you I, to get sick? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, why would I want anyone uh, that's listening to this show to get sick? I know a few people I'd like to get sick. <laughs> I'm just looking out for you. I hear you. Thank you. The government isn't doing that. No, they are not. They don't look out for you. (laughs) 
But uh, I don't know. I I think if anybody's going to be safe, you are because you're you're healthy. You're you're young and healthy. Well, that too, and I hate most uh, large crowds too. You know, I'm someone who always hated standing in line and being around people. So, so there you go. You should be fine. I'll be cool. Even you, you know, you, you, did you ever go for the test to find out if you had COVID back in what was it, January or February? No, I was never tested. Well, why don't you get a test for it, man? I don't even think I have it to be honest. Okay, so I think I just think, had the flu, to be honest. Okay, well, the only reason I asked that question was because you had said a couple of times you think you may have had it, so that's why I brought it up. I was exaggerating. Oh, oh, now you tell me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't really think I had it. <laughs> all right, okay, I take it all back. Now. It was in the same way I told the listeners you had COVID. <laughs> I mean, that's serious. All right, okay, I get it. But yeah, Sorry. I mean. I was sick, though, and I was sick for a few days, but I recovered. And that reminds me, Mike, I got a really random question for you. Do you wear boxers or briefs? I knew it. (laughs) I wear... Let me tell you why, but go ahead. Okay, well, uh, finish, finish. Go ahead. All right, well, the reason why I'm even bringing that up is because earlier, Mike, I came to sit down, and this is just a quick little thing here. I, I came to sit down on the computer, on the computer here, on the desk, and, um... A pretty big desk, and I have a nice chair, and I'm looking at the desk, Mike, and, you know, I'm reading some email, and you ever just sort of, um, I wouldn't say just jumped on the chair, but you sort of, like, push yourself off, and um, I, it's hard to describe what I did, but I got on the chair, and I sort of, like, pushed myself off of the desk to get back. I'm not sure if I'm describing what, what I do did. you have a chair a chair with roll uh with uh, wheels? Yeah, yeah. So I was pushing back and like as I was sitting down, like part yeah. of my testicle, like I sat on it a little bit. <laughs> like I pinched some of my ball there. And I don't even have like big balls, Mike. <laughs> so I'm like, holy shit, that fucking hurt. <laughs> Ouch. So I had a bit of a stomach ache before we started, Mike. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> you gotta take a couple minutes out for that one. <laughs> yeah, dude, I need to take a little breather. That's like that's like taking a pliers to your bag and just pinching it. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. I didn't know what. Well, I didn't know what happened. <laughs> I thought somebody punched me. Oh, so what do you wear? Boxers or, or briefs? So I had boxers on today. I mean, not. Oh, I won't do that again. <laughs> Learn my lesson. You better start wearing like a a cup. That was the first time that's ever happened, too. <laughs> hey, man, there's a first time for everything. Holy right? shit. <laughs> Ah, oh, Lordy. My God. <laughs> well, yeah. in answer to your question. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. In answer to your question, I, uh, I, I, uh, I've never wore boxer shorts. I've always worn briefs. There was a point in time where I didn't wear underwear at all. Oh, man. Free balling. Yeah. Living wild there. Yeah. But uh, I wow. tend to wear briefs. Yeah, it's better to wear something there, you know? And you know why I wear briefs? Because uh, you're being safe. <laughs> you don't want to sit on your balls. <laughs> exactly. I was <laughs> say, because I don't want to sit on my balls if I'm wearing... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if I'm wearing boxers. I just... I never found boxers comfortable. I, I, I bought a pair years ago, like probably 25 years ago, and I was just like, oh, like, these are so uncomfortable. So they're like flinging around inside this there. Is, There's nothing... This is what okay. I heard when I sat on my balls, Mike. It was like that. <laughs> Just like that. It's a good thing you didn't hear a pop like a balloon. 
Oh my god, imagine if I would have popped my testicle. No, I couldn't. <laughs> oh, brother. I think your balls are pretty resistant, though. You think so? I don't think you can actually know. pop them by sitting on them. No, it takes a little bit more effort. You need but, something uh, like a, you know, like skateboarders, like when they grind down a rail. Yeah. I think th if they if they hit their nuts against the rail, uh, yeah, I think you could pop your nut doing sure. that. Sure. Yeah. Did that, you ever get did you ever mm -hmm. get kicked in the nuts? I've been kicked in the nuts before, but it wasn't purposely done. But it has happened, and it always sucked. Oh my obviously. god! So worse, Phil. Just you feel like you want to throw up. That's how I felt earlier. Mm. You know what I want to know? If there's any girl callers out there, if they've ever kicked uh, any, I'm sorry, any girl listeners out there, if they've ever kicked a guy in the nuts, I'd I thought, like to know I was, why they did it. I thought you were going to ask if there are any female color, callers out there who have ever been kicked in their, um, the, their the badge. Their, their special parts. I was going to say the <laughs> C word, but I'll keep it proper. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I wasn't going there. I was simply trying to find out if anybody, if any women out there have ever kicked a guy uh in the groin. I mean, I've seen why they did it. I've seen a few mixed martial arts fights with uh, women. The the women go at it, and I've seen a few women uh, hit each other. You know, a low blow right there in the vag. Can you do that? Is that legal? No, it's not legal, but it definitely hurt. I could tell. I'll say. Yeah, sure. I'm sure that would probably not feel too good for a woman either. Yeah, I always wondered about that. I mean, I'm sure I it's not the same the same feeling that you know kicking a guy down there, but you know. I wouldn't think it would be. No, not even no comparison. Yeah, for a guy, I mean that's a that is a a delicate organ. Dude, right I pinched there. my nut. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? <laughs> I mean, I was so excited to do the show, and I sit down, you know, I push off, get some space here, and as I'm sitting down, and just a little bit of that nut there got pinched, man, and that was it. That's all yeah, it takes, well, Mike. Well, was it the nut or was it the bag? It well, I think it was like a little bit of both, <laughs> a little bit of a combination in there. <laughs> Man, it hurt. Oh, yikes. How did we get on this conversation? <laughs> I don't know, but I love that conversation. Caller, you're live on the air. How can we help you? Hey, young fella. This is uh, Robert. I heard you guys uh, jawing earlier. Hey, Robert, have you ever sat on your nuts before? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately, I have done that. You got big balls there, caller? <laughs> big saggy nuts there on you? <laughs> well, I'm, I've got a couple of kids, so oh, I've shit. definitely strung a few along. Oh, my. <laughs> well, I don't got big balls there, caller, but, I mean, it was enough to hurt me. Hmm. Hey, I was wanting to, uh, you guys are going about 9-11. Uh, yes, uh, sir. Uh, your partner there was having a hard time. Yes. Dealing with some of those issues. I wanted to ask you guys about something. What do you guys think as far as, uh, what do you think about Trump in, in the election as far as what's coming? I mean, is this going to be a good thing or, I mean, you, if, when you look at what's happening as far as when you got Biden to choose from. Oh my. I mean, it's like the cards have been deliberately thrown. The towel's already thrown in. It's like a, I mean, it would be foolish to, to to vote in Biden when you've got somebody over here with a sound mind. You know what I'm saying? It's like the election's being deliberately thrown away there. Yep. Oh, I hear I you. I agree. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I'm not a supporter of any political party because I think we are leaderless in America. I don't like any of these people that we have. 
I don't care if you are a Republican, a Democrat, an independent. I'm not impressed with any of these politicians, my friend. Uh, it, that worries me the most. I'm not impressed. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you 100% because, I mean, I honestly believe uh, Trump is fixing to lead us into a global uh, a global governance is what I believe is about to happen. Many people really? believe that. Many people think there's going to be a great world war ahead. Well, and, and I believe that, that, well, I mean, according to cycles, I've heard that same theory, the possibility. I mean, we've got Iran in an uptick right now. And, of course, you know, we're, we've been threatening China since the beginning of the year kind of thing. So, I mean, it could very well that be that we go into war. But I, I think what I'm seeing happening, you, do you guys ever read Scripture as far as, like, Revelation 13 and what have you? We're both not religious, but I could tell you that I've talked to many people who will bring up the Bible and those chapters. And, yes, I, I do talk to a lot of people who have been trying to connect the pieces together in terms of the end times, yes. I'm familiar. This Go ahead. Is, this is what I think the possibility of, and you guys just have to pray about this. But the Bible in Revelation chapter 13, it talks about two beasts. Right. One rises up out of the sea and one, one rises sea. up out of the earth. Right. Okay, this is what I think's happening. We've had a system in place. I believe these beasts are systems. Meaning that this beast that's risen up out of the sea, of course, comes up out of a multitude of, of nations, tongues, and people, and what have you. This thing's been, however long, we, today we call them the deep state, we call them Illuminati, we call them, uh, regardless of what we call them, they're, this is a system that's been in place for hundreds of years. There is a new system now that's rising up that the world is about to go under. And this thing is that system that, and, 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 and it was crazy when you look in Revelation chapter 17 or 18, you see where seven kings submit their members to the beast. And when everybody over history have always tried to teach that this seven heads are the beast that rises up out of the sea, this first beast, that these heads are submitting themselves to the first beast over in 17. Ten horns in and seven reality, heads, right. Yes, the seven heads are actually bowing its head to the second beast. They're submitting their authority to the second beast. As the second beast rises up, it practically engulfs, or, or uh, for lack of a better word, takes in itself. In other words, you can't, you know, it's like a yin and yang. You might have a, uh, a light on one side and a darkness on the other, a yin and yang as a symbol, but it's still the same symbol. You've got where, like, for example, the uh, we know that darkness is dark, pitch dark. Well, the Bible refers as uh, Satan appears as an angel of light, meaning this is, looks like a really good idea, but it's part of the same system. It's part of a, it's part of the, the it's like a battery. It's got a positive on one side and it's got a negative on the other. You know, the negative is absolutely dark. This is the the cabal. These are the the pedophilia. This is the those these things that are in rule that we recognize. Isn't it kind of crazy that now all of a sudden, why you talking about a system that's been in place for over hundreds of years? Of now all of a sudden, why are they being revealed? It ain't because we're intelligent. They've been hid secret societies for umpteen hundred years, and now all of a sudden they're Did being revealed. Did you say umpteen hundred? 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, my point being is it looks like there's a light being shined, but that light's not revealing. It's because it's being transformed from darkness to light. There's a and who do who do you think who do you think who do you think is shining that light? Well, it's not Trump. Trump may appear to be a light, right? Because he appears to be exposing. Uh, whether you're looking at QAnon or, or whoever, all these other ones that are in the background that seem to be, why ain't Hillary Clinton been brought to justice? I mean, I'm just saying, not saying nothing. I'm just saying there appears to be light here. Uh, but the reality is it's part of the same deception. Yeah, beware of the false, false prophets, that's for sure. Right. There and, you and go. If anything, See, I didn't want to say it because pre- people be getting all crazy. I'll say it for you. No, that's QAnon would be your false prophet to a certain degree, because that's what they practically are doing, prophesying. But, I mean, now, whether they hit or not, I mean, they, I mean it's kind of like Nostradamus. So, caller, let me ask you something really quickly here. Obviously, you are very religious, correct? I am saved, yes, sir. Understood. I gave my life to Christ uh, some, about 30, yes, 35 years ago. I hear you, and that's admirable. What what do you make of politicians who are not Christians who use uh, the Bible and religion to uh, gain function politically? Well, the Bible talks about people who, uh, whether they use it in hypocrisy or they restrain the truth and unrighteousness. Right. Meaning that they have the image, but they deny the power of God. This guy knows the, the Bible, that, by that the way. That is no Mike. different than actually a, a yeah. spirit of Antichrist. I was trying to trip you up, by the way. Hold on a second. What did you just say, Kohler? Repeat that? Yeah, go ahead and tell him again. I said the Scripture talks about those who will have the image, but they'll deny the power. In other words, they're content with having the image of Christianity or a Christ-like image, but they deny the power of God to change. In other words, you're talking about uh, uh, elevating themselves to a place uh, for political power or political gain using religion to do it. Okay, so that, all all that and, all that being all right, caller. All, all that being said, it, rather than us going on and on about you know the comparison between your beliefs in religion and politics, tell me in one sentence what you feel is happening with our government and why are you if you're nervous or not about it? Like just in in a simplistic form, just just tell me in one sentence or so or a paragraph what do you think is happening? There's a storm coming. Okay. At the end of this, at the other end of this thing, there's a new world system coming to power. Okay. That's is that it? M- may I respond to that? Yes. Okay. So now I, I understand what you're saying. I do want to bring up the fact that many, 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 many years now, for oh gosh, probably more than a hundred years, maybe more, there have been prophecies told that there's going to be the end of the world. There's going to be uh, there's going to be a new change. There's going to be this, that, and the other. And it's always they always seem to pick somebody in politics and they they call him the antichrist and like for example when reagan was was uh in office okay. the, thing, the thing the thing with reagan is they took his name hold on mike uh, let me let me let me use someone else for you there instead of using reagan let's give someone even more current and there's a guest that i've had on the program who will be returning very soon by the name of blue prophet who had made the argument on the on the last show he was on about jared kushner being the antichrist Mm-hmm. We'll use that example. Okay. So there you go. I mean, there are always these these references to people being the Antichrist and the person who's going to bring down the system. But yet it never happens. Right. 
Right. It never happened. So what I'm trying to say to you, caller, is that I understand what you're saying and how you feel that you're concerned and you rightfully, you should be. This is the most important, in my opinion, the most important election of our lifetime, if not in history, since the Civil War of America. And we have every reason to be nervous because if, Lord help us, if Joe Biden's party wins, this country is in serious trouble. President Joe Biden. No, actually, oh, President Lord. Communist Harris, because Biden is not going to make it. Biden is a yeah. puppet. Harris yeah. is the one they want in office. Can't agree with you more. So all, all I'm saying, caller, is it, what, I respect your religion. I respect your belief. And that's fine. You know, whatever you want is fine with me. All I'm saying is that this has been said before. This has been said before for many, many years. And they always seem to pick out a politician. The, as I was going to say with Reagan, they took his name. He has three names, first, middle, and last. They took all, all three names, and they, they're, like each name had six letters in it. So they were like, six, six, six. He's the Antichrist. But you know, he was one of the well, best presidents. Putin had, Putin had a, a scar on his forehead, too. Yeah. The and then mark, they called it the know? mark of the beast. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? You've got to be a little bit more realistic in it. These are just people. They're just people. That's all. Yeah, their okay, their society might be a little bit more elite than the rest of us, <clears throat> the rest of us low lives in the world, uh, you know. But let's face it, Donald Trump has done more for this country than the last four presidents combined. Okay, can I can I can I lay a scenario out there for you to think about? Sure. All right, now we know that when Obama, we knew Hillary wasn't going to come in, right? There was no way with the treason and everything else that the Benghazi, everything that was laid on that woman, it would have been foolish for our nation to even consider that woman for president. What does that mean? That means that Trump was a shoe-in, just like he is for this upcoming election, because it would be foolish for our nation to choose Biden. All right, now, look at it this way. All right, and this is the only way I know how to explain this. We have taken, um, we've taken, for example, we know you, we, you, you sound to me like you're informed. You sound to me like you, you've got a grasp of, of what's going on in the world, what's going on through the government, a little bit of history, because neither one of you flinched when I said Illuminati or Cabal or, or whatever. Okay. So that means to me, that means to me, that Trump is ministering to people who are in the know. He's not ministering to those weirdos out there that think somehow or another Biden's going to be the ticket. He's ministering to the patriots. He's ministering to the the right to bear arms. He's ministering to those that are uh, that are, are are I pledge allegiance to the flag type people, right? But what if what if his his Okay, all the fighting and stuff that's taking place that's taking place on him now is to create the illusion that he's being fought to prevent to taking the office that he's been duly elected. No different than the rest of the match we used to I watch in the seventies and eighties. Based on based on what he's done, I, I cannot believe that. I'm sorry. I, I I understand what you're saying. In other words, like the big if. What if he's just a puppet? And I got to say, if he is I, I sincerely doubt he is. I really doubt he is. And you know why? I say that because he was never a politician in the first place. 
I'm with you there. He come out of nowhere when he got the election, just like Obama did. Yeah, but Obama was involved in politics. Obama was involved yeah, and associated right. with, with, with uh, uh, known terrorists and so on and so forth. Donald Trump is an American man who made his fortune by hard work and, you know, just being a regular guy like That's you debatable. guys and, and me. That's debatable. That okay. is debatable. Okay. Very debatable. But yes, oh, okay. but go ahead. And, you can and that. consider this. Consider this: that Trump brought in the gun, the red, the red gun laws. Right? He was the one that introduced that. He's the one that's brought five G to the United States. He he was determined to be the top in the nations of all the world of five G and 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 the implications that come with that. I'm not saying nothing good or bad about nothing. I'm just telling you, one man's meditation It's just. I believe that he. I believe this is no different than what it's always been. How you think? How how in the world is and God have mercy? But how in the world does this man manage to make himself alive in four years? Who, like you, uh, like Trump? the the I do what? Who uh, Donald Trump? How's he going to be alive in four yeah, years? Yeah, he's still alive. He's still alive. They dropped. If you look, there was three to four thousand uh, people inside that trade center. But if you look, the capacity of that trade center was thirty to forty thousand people. But we only heard about three or four thousand getting killed. I'm just saying the capacity was thirty or forty. So who knows how many people were in that building? And to, and I'm getting sidetracked here. But my point being, all of those people were in that sacrifice, for lack of a better word, and yet Trump is still alive four years later. How's that possible? I'm I'm sorry, Cole. I'm a little lost. Who are we talking? What what are we talking about? What 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 tragedy are we talking about here? I'm just saying that Trump's still alive. Yeah. When Kennedy was, a, when Kennedy wasn't able to make it, and uh, I get your point. Like I said, the towers yeah. were brought down. I'm I'm looking at Pearl Harbor. I mean, we had no idea they were coming, right? I mean, the point being, Trump's still alive. How's that possible if this man is not part of the project? I, I I don't I don't see that at all. Yeah, he's alluding to the fact that many believe that we haven't had a real president since JFK. That all these politicians in place are sort of propped up. Oh, that they're okay. talking heads. In other words, okay, forgive I me. Think, I, I, I think I think that's probably a, a better way. Yeah, that's probably a good way to to deal with it. I'm just simply saying that that I believe he's part of the the, the illusion for us. You know, because the whole concept is we think we've got. Uh, an illusion to vote. Therefore, uh, what is that? What's that? What's that saying? Something about you know, as long as they don't know they're uh, an animal or don't know they're in a cage, if they're in a zoo, then they're not in. They're not in captivity. Right. You've got the illusion to vote, kind of thing. Yes. We're giving the and illusion of freedom. Trump is part of the illusion. Right. That's correct. Yeah, and I, I believe that Trump it. is simply, and he he's part of the deception. I don't see that one bit. Well, this I was just calling to give you something to think about. Oh, no, I respect it. I respect your your opinion. I'm just saying I don't I don't see it. I don't see it because again, I, I can't stress it enough. He was not an, a, a a politician. I mean, let's face it, politicians they are a special breed. And Trump came in. He has overturned everything, and they are so 
they got their tail between their legs and they're shaking and they're and just like mad dogs or scared dogs in this case they're snapping and snarling and growling and biting because they are afraid of him because they know he's going to overturn the system and make it the way it should be the slogan make a, keep america great make america great again look he knows just as well as every every standard average american joe the corruption that has taken place in the last, oh my goodness, 30, 40 years, 30 or 40 years, it's been, it's been mad. The Bushes, the Clintons, Obama, they're all corrupt. The Trumps. one of them. Trump is not corrupt either? Uh, well, you know, look. Is he Jesus I, Christ to you too, Mike? Is no, he no, the no. fallen let me, let me Messiah clear, to you? Michael, let me be clear. Before Trump got into office, he was just a guy making money. And as a billionaire, I'll tell you goddamn right, if I was a billionaire making his money, I'd be out, you know, grabbing girls the way he was too. I mean, he was he was a guy. He had no intentions on running for president. I mean, he did back in the late 80s and 90s, but he didn't. Some people so don't even did. believe that uh, he wants to be running again. Well, as a matter of fact, you know, I mean, he is giving his income. He's doing this for free. That's right. That is right. <laughs> well, that I mean, my so point right. being, part of, I mean, he's not ministering to those that have no idea what's happening in the world. Those, you know, there's a there's an economic collapse coming. There's an economic, <laughs> God it's told coming. me. It's already the, here. You, no, no, no. No, it ain't yet. God told me that the United States and the world was going to be humbled in order for the last world system to come to power. Now they might be doing it through the this the means of this this coronavirus or whatever, but you realize that the laws that were passed in nine eleven are being authorized now. That's right. There's laws that are being passed now that are going to be authorized in whatever this third phase is coming. And that's the, the problem. United States and the world is going to be humbled and the last world system will come to power. I've been preaching for Almost 25 years, and one of the first things within the first year and a half of my salvation, the Lord spoke to me and told me that there was a storm coming. And over the past 25 years, he's explained to me what this means. And I can't even get the, the church. They're, they're, you know, when they hear me, they're, you know, God's not giving us a spirit of fear and and, and, and all this other kind of stuff that they don't want to hear. And God was faithful to tell me in the beginning that what he was trying to explain to me, nobody was going to receive. It's kind of like what he told Jeremiah and Isaiah. They're not going to receive what you say, but you're going to say it anyway. But this is where we're headed. And this, I mean, I'm already seeing as crazy as it is, not that I, I understand all of it, but the digital currency's coming in. That's right. They've already started talking about some kind of a, a digital currency that's linked in with Bill Gates and this nanotechnology and and not that I understand none of that stuff. I'm understanding it more and more as we go. But I'm I'm telling you what I'm, and this is more than just simply what I believe. This is what I understand is happening. The United States and the world economies are collapsing. That's right. How in the world? How in the world is the United States still hitting record highs and we're not producing nothing? How's that possible? I'll tell you why. I think it's because of the fact that we have a very smart businessman in the office. Let's face it, before this, this pandemic took place, um, the economy was doing great for the now, first I'm, time I'm in I'm with you there. Years. I'm with you there. I'm totally with you there. We probably have produced 
uh, the best that we've done in the United States as far as the increase of of uh, productivity and and uh, finances and and the, the stock market climbed some what fifteen hundred points and and what have you and then all of a sudden when it stopped and collapsed it dropped I, I can't remember right off now what caused it this was this was just a couple years ago but then now think about this. The entire world, now there has to be a system in place to stop the entire world. That was done with the coronavirus. But a that's system right. has to be in place for that to happen. That's why All China, right? that's why I believe firmly that China is at fault. China is well, pissed because well, America. I'm, I believe you are correct there. I believe you're well, probably correct there. I don't believe it's, it's, I don't believe it's all in China, though. I think that right, America I had a big part to do with it. It actually right, came Michael, from but a, that was before uh, Trump was even in office. That was a, with Obama's administration. Yeah, but we're talking about now. We're not talking about okay. Obama's administration. We're talking about the present time. Sorry, so the present time. So I think, and and I think you might agree with me that China is so pissed off at us because of what's been happening. But with, we also with allow them in America. They also have taken up all kinds of resources here in America, and uh, yeah. the narrative right now is being pushed that. It's solely the CCP uh, virus, but no, um, it's uh, much more uh, complicated than that. Uh, we had worked on the, on the virus uh, too at Fort Detrick right. at here a bio in North lab. Carolina. That's right, a bioweapons lab. Come out of a lab here in North Carolina. Exactly. Not, not hardly an hour from here. Yeah. So I mean, every time we see this narrative of well, it's just it's straight out China's fault. Well, I mean, yeah. we, we did have some hand in that, too, unfortunately. And that's what the mainstream media is not talking about to anybody. No, that guy, the, the, the guy that was, he was arrested at that over here at the college out here in North Carolina. The professor, right. He was arrested, and then they arrested two of the, what do you call them, interns that came from China that was part of this university over here. That had something to do with the manipulation of this virus. And knowing this, knowing the fact that government lie, the government lies to you and me constantly, I, I have difficulty finding anybody that belongs to a political party who's actually going to tell me the truth. And it, it, it is unfortunate. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because that's the the president that we have now. A lot of people were they put him over because of his transparency and him being honest and telling the truth. But right now he's going to get attacked uh, viciously, and he still is getting viciously attacked over his handling his uh, his administration's handling of the coronavirus. Oh come on! He did more for this coronavirus for this disease than. Then what, what you know? What did Biden do? We'll when be playing. Well, office? that's well. We have we have Trump in office, not uh, Biden, by the way, Mike. And we'll be playing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did you forget? <laughs> Biden isn't in office. We're, we're talking no, about Donald I know, here. But I'm I'm just trying to make a comparison. When the swine flu broke out, when they were in office, what the hell did they do? You know, it, it's funny because Biden's going around talking all this crap about him being president and how he's blaming Donald Trump for the death of these people for 200, according to Joe Biden. And we're going to be playing that audio in a moment here. Yes, the 60 minutes, uh, the interview with Bob Woodward, and we will be discussing that in a moment here. And uh, yeah, but you can see why they're saying that, though, right, Mike? 
No, I can't. I really because can't. they had prior information and they didn't say anything. Uh, Trump's administration played it down in his own words. Yep. Yep. And my line caller. No, you're That's wrong. Correct. It, it, the, the you can't have it both ways. Way. No, no, no. You can't have it both ways, fucker. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. Fuck you. It doesn't look, work that guys, way. It doesn't work that way. Look, you, you, sometime or another, guys, you can go over to, to my YouTube. I've got videos out explaining what this coming storm is. I've also got songs. See, I write gospel music. Oh, shit. This part, this, yeah, well, no, this is just simply part of the ministry that God's called me to. But my point is, this, this storm can be established in my conversation over seven years ago. What we're seeing happen, as a matter of fact, I talked about a sequester. God told me that the government, well, let me rephrase that. He said, when the government goes to sequester, so will the children of God. For the body of Christ, he was talking about draw into your prayer closet. See, I had no idea the virus was coming. This was back in 2017. He told when he said when the government sequesters, what that means, they're going to take 401s, they're going to take uh, pensions, they're going to take uh, your savings, all this, whatever it takes for, in order for them to cut out those portions of the, of the budget in order to meet the budget, a sequester. That's why it's called a sequester. The Lord told me when the government sequesters, so will the children of God. And ironically enough, they've not sequestered yet. They've just locked us down. But that's part of what this sequester is. People are, are this is a time that people are probably seeking their uh, fellowship or and their true relationship with God is to w- making sure it's sincere. They're making sure that their election and their calling is clear. That are they really saved? Mike, you, know you, need, I mean? you need Jesus in your life, Mike. I think that's what the caller is saying. Oh no no no! I was I based all I was saying. Go look at my go look at my webpage. No, I'm sorry, my YouTube. I'm establishing this conversation that I'm telling you that a storm is coming. That our our world economies are collapsing, and that there is a new system coming to power. These are things I've talked about for the past seven years, at least seven years. But God's been dealing with me some almost thirty years. Oh my. Well, caller, I hate to do this, but we nope, will have to move along here in a moment. Yes, and uh, we have to take another call here. And um looking at another comment here from Hermetic Heretic, who says, Yep, Trump is no different. Red plus blue, royal purple. Yes, I see that. And then, of course, I see another comment talking about Jeffrey Epstein introducing his wife, uh Melania, yeah. uh, to uh, Trump there. That Jeffrey Epstein, everyone's favorite. Uh, caller, once again, thank you so much for calling in. I will. Thank you, man, y'all have fun. Yeah, I'll take you all with a shotgun blast. Big list. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Bye. Shoot twice for you there. There he goes. <laughs> thank you for that call. And oh my God, Skype is going off with uh, another lovable call there, Mike. And let's take this call. Caller, what's up? Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Can hello, you hear hello. Hello? Hello, hello. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can hear me? All right. So, uh, I was just calling in. Um, I've been listening tonight. I tuned in a little late. I apologize, and by the way. I've been, um, this hasn't been a very good outing for me, you know, with the nuts being heard and all. Oh, that sounds horrible. It was very, it was very <laughs> bad. And, you know, I feel very sad still. My testicles might not be the same after tonight. So sad to hear. <laughs> so the reason I was calling was I wanted to ask Mike about, um, since he's a, a, a Satanist, I'd like to ask him his beliefs and why he believes 
in that, and I just I was just interested. And no the problem. other question was also about uh, Satanism and Luciferianism. Well, and hold on there, different. hold on there, caller, don't go crazy. We'll take it one at a time. <laughs> Uh, Mike, yeah, go ahead. Answer the very first question there. Why do you believe what you do? Okay. Uh, wow. Um, cause it's cool. No, <laughs> I think, uh, I think what attracted me to it is the, the, there is, there are certain rules that you're supposed to live by a certain moral ethic. And that moral ethic is to take responsibility for your own actions. Um, and that's, I gotta be honest, that, that was like the main thing that really caught my attention. And ironically, the government does none of that. (laughs) All right. Point taken. (laughs) But uh, for me, that's all. I mean, I, I was born and raised a Roman Catholic. Uh, I was like that. Um, I was a practicing Roman Catholic until I was 13 years old. At age 13, I began to question my religion. Uh, I, I, at the same time, I was studying and trying to understand my religion. I read the Bible. Um, I would ask a lot of questions to my parents. Uh, I went to a Catholic school. I, I asked a lot of questions about the devil and Lucifer, and then I ended up getting kicked out. My, my, my parents would get caught, would get caught, called to school all the time. And the, and, and, uh, uh, brother, what was his name? Uh, brother Joe. Brother Joe. No, brother Paul. Brother, brother Paul. Paul. Brother Paul would say to my parents, uh, yeah, I think, uh, your son is, uh, uh, I think he's worshiping the devil. Oh my God. <laughs> so, I mean, and then I wasn't, you know, I was just curious. Um, uh, I had a lot of questions. Uh, you know, there were so many things that were contradicting, uh, contra- contradictive in the Bible. So wait, I began wait, to ask wait, questions. Wait, 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 wait. You're getting nervous, man. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, in a nutshell, caller, uh, I I just basically found the the also the morals of not uh, you know not not killing animals, uh, not hurting others, not hurting people, uh, sort of like you know almost like do unto others like you would do. So, unto in other words, you're like a Buddhist now. You, you know, <laughs> you might I never really thought about it, Michael, but I don't maybe, think you're, there I, might even be some comparisons to that. I don't think you're you a know? Satanist, Mike. I think you're a Buddhist. I do. Don't, don't Satanists um, sacrifice animals? Well, that's what I just said. They, they don't do that. They're, you know, there are people that have, I guess, possibly done that both now and in the past. As a matter of fact, I remember buying a yeah. book on Satanism uh, about, I forget the author's name, but he talked about how he would sacrifice pigeons. And I am completely 100% against that. I will not hurt anything. I don't even kill spiders in my house. You know, like any, like ants, nothing. Well, that's a lie. Actually, the only thing I can kill (laughs) are mosquitoes. If a mosquito lands on me and sucks my blood, it dies. It's over. It's over. But anything else, like I'll capture it, I put it out. I I love animals more than you can possibly imagine. I have no ill manner to anybody like that caller who just called. You know, he believes in God and that's fine. That's his opinion. He was a lovely man. No. He was a yeah, nice guy, and, you know, and, and and religion religion is is supposed to be, with the exception of of Islam, uh, it's supposed to be a religion that teaches you how to be uh, a, a decent person to your fellow man, to your brother man and or woman, and and treat people with respect and honor and 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 honesty and loyalty. And you know, if you look, I'll be honest, I was I was I stopped believing in God a long time ago, but the fact is. 
I still have morals, and my morals are to be a good person. And just like the gentleman who called before, he believes in God. He, be I'm sure, you know, it must make him feel like a good person. He probably wouldn't do crime or hurt people. Then again, I don't know him that well. All I'm saying is that bottom line is the Bible was a, a collection of stories to teach people how to be humane to one uh, one another. You know, all the things that you're saying, Mike, that's exactly how I feel about government. Explain. Well, everything you're saying, just put government in front of it. You think so? For me personally, yeah. They because sell you, you lies be, like um, different religions do. Yeah, but you also got to remember when the Holy Roman em, when, when when Rome became the Holy Roman Empire. I see the I see religion and politics the exact same way. They were very close together. They all like to know, lie. They, they were very close together for a very long time, like a lawyer. And they're there was in, yeah. in fact, and I'm they, reading they a book right now it. about Mary Magdalene. Who lies and, the best? Is my opinion. Good question. They all, want you to pick a side. they all want you to pick a side. They all want you to give them money, just like Jesus Christ did. Got to pay yeah, that tax. No, 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 no. Jesus, Jesus Christ, if Jesus did, if he wants Jesus that tax did, money, baby. He's got to. He's got to get that ten percent. <laughs> he's got to make him live no, somehow. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm reading a book right yeah, now. Yeah, he's got to pay taxes. Greatest. He's lives in California. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, say. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. He's he's Hispanic. I, I <laughs> are you gonna let me speak? Hey, damn it. I, I've been reading books about Jesus for many, many years, and, and I, I, I read books about whether or not he was actually crucified. Uh, the whole issue of the prior, uh, the uh, priory scion, uh, the Knights Templar, whether or not Jesus uh, uh, and and his Mary Magdalene actually had a daughter, Sophia, who carried on the the bloodline. I mean, there, I'm reading a book right now about Mary Magdalene. Religion fascinates me particularly the Roman Catholic religion. Yeah, the, well, um, so, sure, the Romans made it up for you. That's right. They made that uh, great writing like they did uh, Star Wars, a great story to tell you. And yet Jesus was a Jew. And Jesus was a Jew, and so was Hitler. And look how that turned part, out. Part Jew. Yeah, and it, it was part Jew. All this discussion, I'm not even religious, and I feel crucified right now. <laughs> by the way, I want to apologize ahead of time for my vile and vituperative language, by the way. Just a warning. Really? <laughs> uh, well, I, I wanted to. I wanted to tell Michael I, I wasn't calling in to to try to put him on a spot or try to say anything negative about. You can say anything negative you want, though. That's what we want. <laughs> no, the, well, the whole thing with me is I'm interested in in his his views, and that's that's why I had called, you know, and because I I've, I've heard him say that, in, you know, a few different times, and and I I was just interested, and in you know, I, I enjoyed listening to both of you. And, uh, some so guys last, like to, thing. yeah. Some guys like to collect stamps. Some guys like to paint their nails. Some people like to be a Jew. Some people like to be a Christian. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. Did I answer your question, so last, caller? The last, the last thing I want to ask you about is if you guys had seen the memorial to RGB last year that was done. Um, I think it was through a. It was a. I think it was a musical, uh, like a. I didn't see that. There was, RGB? yeah, there was a, they had a memorial. It was a year ago and it was for Ralph Gator, you know, Ralph Bader Gins, Gator Ginsburg or whatever <laughs> her name is. And uh, they, they literally, it looked like a memorial and they, they, it was for like the New York, uh, arts, uh, it was like a, uh, symphony and they had this little, you know, this, it was like an hour long memorial tour and it was over a year ago. And it literally looked like a memorial. And everybody had said she had died. And 
anyways, I just didn't know if you guys had seen that at all. I'd like to hear about that. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, no, I I'm didn't sorry hear about, about that, that either. Well, I'll have to send the link to you, Michael. Yeah, do that. Definitely. And I, I just wanted to thank both of you guys for your time tonight. And uh, everybody go out and buy uh, Mr. Hideous's artwork. Go thank to you. his website. Right on. Do you want me to take you out with a car crash or or a uh, toilet toilet flush, a shotgun blast? What do you got in mind? Ooh, shotgun blast sounds great. Shotgun blast will take you out there. Thanks so much, caller. Antifa, baby. Antifa. Antifa shotgun blast. Oh, you got it. Thanks. Thanks so much, caller. Take care. Have a good night. You too, brother. And there he goes. And yes, let's get that in there for him. I think he wanted more than that. I think he was very angry, so... There he goes. Very Thanks good. for that All call. Right. And yes, Mike, that was a great call. And we still have some audio to play here before we wrap it up, Mike. Yeah, yeah. And we got that to do when I hear the bird. Yeah, you can hear that? I could hear the little guy. Yeah, he's just he's just chatting away. He's, he's talking to... What, what's he talking about back there? He's, he's just doing bird noises. Oh, I thought he was actually trying to communicate with us. No, he's communicating with me. He can't hear you. I got the headphones on. Oh, that bastard. But he hears me when I get excited, so he makes his noise. He's Love nice. that. So, Mike, since we are coming close to October, I did want to mention this uh, quick story to you. I feel, man, I'm having all these little stories come up in my mind here for you tonight, Mike. All right. But, yes, uh, did I ever tell you the time I sliced my finger open around late October? No. Yeah, I was running late to do this show, and I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> I was being uh, fashionably late. But rushing nonetheless, Mike, and, you know, I'm trying to untangle cords. There's also some hardware next to me, a compressor of sorts. And, you know, Mike, with any external hardware, there's that optional rack-mounted edges that are sharp. You know that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I ran my finger by it, and I didn't realize I didn't realize it at the time, the sharp edge there, Mike. What happened? What, what, what'd you do? Well, I'm standing over my former mixing board. And I'm untangling uh, the wires, and I'm bleeding all over the mixer. Oh, nice. My blood is covering one of the sliders. It was white before, and by the end of the untangling, it was crimson red, Mike. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool, though, because my blood was all over the place. It fit very well for the Halloween theme. Mm. Speaking of which, we are now near the anniversary of the program. The show officially launched October 31st. And the first episode was actually on November 5th. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. You got it. As of today, that that would mean it's been, what, a hundred, well, 1,417 days or 202 weeks. How the hell did you figure that out? Three years, 10 months. You write that down. No, I partially knew, but partially prepared. Ah, there you go. But That's then again, I, I, I partially cheated. I sort of knew that about two months ago, though. Okay. But I, I was going to say, if you pulled that out of your ass, you were pretty damn smart. <laughs> I remembered it, though. That's the part that I did pull out of my ass. I fancy being... After you stepped on your nuts. <laughs> that's right. I fancy being perspicacious when I can be, Mike. When I'm not sitting on my nuts. There you go. There we go. I have an anniversary coming up on Halloween, too. Really? Yeah, well, not as important as this, but I mean, when uh, after the whole Misfits thing uh, ended in 98... Uh, shortly after, because uh, it ended in uh, the beginning of August 1998, and then in October, I released two CDs, Victim Destroys Assailant and the live album, I'm Dead, You're Dead, We're All Dead Live. So they were both released on Halloween. I didn't know that. 
that's not a big thing. By the way, Mike, one of the last times we talked to you, you were mentioning uh, some sort of group you were going to be doing a tour with of sorts. Oh, yeah. What happened with them? Um, You know what, Michael? Uh, with all due respect, I really can't even. It just fell apart. It just fell apart. No, I I can't even comment it right now. There's something happening in the. There's something currently happening. Oh shit! Okay. That I still, I, I just can't, I can't talk about it just yet. Oh, I understand. No, no offense. No, it's fine. You know, shit happens. Yeah. So I'm hoping it happens, but uh, there are some complications that just recently took place. Well, I mean, there's a pandemic. (laughs) That too. That too. That's gonna cause some issues for you there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, it's a it's a rough time right now. Yeah, even Empire Hideous, we were we were asked to go uh, at the beginning of oh my gosh, I think February or March. We well late February, early March, we were asked to go on tour to South America and and a short tour in in Europe. And then of course you know the pandemic hit, and I was like, there's no way I'm I'm going out of the country right now. There's no possible way. Yeah, so you are definitely angry. Over the current situation, and understandably, and there's another person out there who's feeling the rage. Let's hear that clip. You guys, I'm driving your car, but I just got a notification that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Oh my god! Could this year get any? That was real, by the way. What a maniac. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, waking up next to that? Hell no. Could you imagine being married to that for the rest of your life? Holy God. F- you guys. I'm driving your car, but I just got a notification that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Ah! Could this year get any f- <laughs> Ruth, you just had to make it to 2021. <laughs> Love that. sample. <laughs> so uh, she's taking it pretty hard, Mike. <laughs> Devastating, right? <laughs> well, that's what that's what happens when you get old. People die. Oh, God. Oh, man, you're killing me tonight. <laughs> you know, death has never stopped and it never will, Mike. That's right. That's but life. To scream over it. I mean, come on. Yeah, she's insane. Obviously, like those other crackpots that had to sit there and scream in front of the White House. Oh, boy. Uh, Mike, before we play audio here, we do have another call. All right. Let's go with the caller here. Uh, caller, what's going on? Not much. How are you guys? I can't complain, except, um, you know, stuff there. I can complain. All right. We can always complain, huh? Yeah, caller, go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> well, I uh, listened to your program, guys, and I was pretty uh, pretty uh, impressed. Um, and... No, uh, what, is impre- what, what, what impresses uh, you? Well, hold on there. What, what impresses you? The level of inquiry, the adaptation, the... Uh, I didn't mean to sound angry, by the way. I I, I sounded kind of mad there. <laughs> oh, I'm no, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean to sound that way. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm a little excited for the call. Go ahead. Oh, I was just curious why you thought that, why you liked it. Uh, do I entertain you? you? Do I make you laugh? No, am I am I a clown to you? Is that is that it? No, 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 no. I don't do entertainment. I. It, well, I mean, I personally thought I was entertaining you. I mean, you know. 
Um, I thought the show was entertaining. In that sense, yes, I, I appreciate the um, the warm welcome to the show, guys. Call her, relax, it. calm down, call her, goddamn. <laughs> it's just us. Relax. It's okay. Yeah, come on, man. It's, it's just, cool. It's just me and you. All right, take two. All right, action. Yes, caller. How are you? Go ahead. I'm all right. Very nice. Have you? Are you enjoying tonight's program? Absolutely. Very nice. And how are you this evening? Are you coronavirus free? Have you sat on your nuts before? <laughs> well, I have learned about Dr. Stefan Lanka from Germany, virologist who uh, is a whistleblower and oh, wow. dismantled the theory of the virus and mm-hmm. is suing the German government for crimes against humanity. Oh, shit. So it's a mind virus at this point. So you, so think, it's a, you think it's a psychological operation, in other words? Absolutely. So you don't think there is a virus? No, uh, apart from your regular flu and then all the stress that's caused, um, you know, and um, psychosomatic uh, symptoms. Basically. Are you saying it's the 5G? Uh, it's all part and parcel um, because if you actually look at the definition of the word virus, originally it had to do with toxicology. So it had to do with poisons um, and the detoxing of the body in spring, which is basically uh, uh, AKA flu season. So yes, you have um, you know radiological uh, toxicity, you have um, quote unquote chemtrails, uh, bad food, GMOs, etc. All that combined gets everybody's bodies in, at a very high toxicity level, and they're just trying to deal with it. Plus, they're trying to do God knows what kind of thing with those vaccines, you know. And I'm not, I'm not an uh, anti-vaxxer or anything like I that. I hear you. Um, I know. I, I just don't trust, you know, uh, Billy Goats over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't blame you for feeling the way that you do. Um, Having to listen to uh, Bill Gates as much as we did the past uh, couple months here, if you did any due diligence, you'll find out right away. Neither Bill nor Melinda Gates has a license to practice medicine. Mm. Correct. In fact, uh, they're probably allegedly violating um, all sorts of matter, uh, legal regulations. Matter, of, yep. matter of fact, caller, Bill Gates does not have not one college degree. No kidding. Was he a high school dropout, right? Or, I mean, a college dropout? I'm not sure if he was a college dropout, but I I know he doesn't have a college degree, and he's done quite well for for himself. I didn't realize that. Wow. Melinda actually has a degree, though, in computer science and economics, if I recall correctly. Hmm. Well, I'm sure he has an honorary degree of eugenics from his father. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. Everyone seems to be into eugenics. You know, people that are quite shady. Hitler, Jeffrey Epstein. Really? Bill Gates? Yeah. You know, anyone who, anyone who talks about, uh, you know, being genetically superior and all this shit, I, I just go back to, uh, Hitler and Jeffrey Epstein right away. I didn't realize, uh, Jeffrey was, uh, into that kind of stuff. Of course, he was more of a. He's very much into eugenics. Really? And that's what he was up to in his ranch out there in New Mexico. And quote unquote, um, uh, or was it the, when they help other people, the extra, I forget the term, uh, like charity work, uh, what do you call that? Charity work? Yeah, you know how they help out humanity, there's a specific term for that, um, um, entropy or something, anthropological work for... Anthropologist? Anthropology? No, like, like, like going to Africa, giving vaccines. Uh, oh, like the, you know, um, uh, what the hell they call it, 
um, oh, crap on a stick. I, I know what you're talking about. I, I know right, why you right. did that. I was going to say the Foreign Legion. But that's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. right. Well, thank you, caller. Well, no, I have something very important regarding the uh, the scriptures. Oh, you got more. You got oh, okay. You're going to take us down that road. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, I will be paraphrasing a man whom we sp- spoken to about a year ago. I'll make it short. I've already taken all the notes. Um, he used to go as Mister Anonymous, and we contacted him through the Mojave Desert phone line number six. And um, he mentioned something regarding um, basically what's coming down uh, is the fact that the uh, there's going to be a hundred year period of uh, like pure evil, uh, and it's I think started uh, since uh, September the 11th of uh, 2001, uh, and there's going to be a lot of different things coming down. Um, I hope so. We shall see. Right? I hope a lot of things happen. Okay, so the first thing he mentioned was, uh, okay. He's got notes. Uh, he prepared Mike. He took notes. Right on. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I got the Thompson Chain Reference Bible, the red letter edition. Okay, so he mentioned the very first thing was, um, uh, sorry to bring you to church, by the way, Mike. <laughs> and that would be, come on, caller. Yes, the church of uh, Philadelphia. Come on, caller. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep it tight here. Short and sweet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so to the church of, uh, this would be uh, Revelation uh, 3 7. Um, let's see here, right. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. So basically, it goes all the way down talking about the, uh, the line of David, which the gentleman who I'm talking to, says he is from. And then, this is, this is a kicker, right? And that'll be Revelations 9-11, right? I'm not, you're not, right? Call the king press, over them. Pardon me? <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go All ahead. right. Okay. Yes, the two witnesses. I was given a reed like a measuring rod and was told, go and measure the temple of God in the altar and count the worshipers there. But exclude the outer court. Do not measure it because it has been given to the Gentiles. Uh, they will trample on the holy city for 42 months. And that will give power to my two witnesses. And they will pro- prophesy for 1260 days. And basically the iron rod, which is going to be an iron rod of justice. A lot of blood. Caller, you're, you're killing me here. Um, no, I sw- this, is, this is what he had. I know, but Caller, and... you're, just, you're, you're just boring me to death here. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I got to be honest. How about if we, how about if we hear it from the man himself? I got I got the clip ready this time. Oh, for God. Mike, Sam. Mike, this guy's annoying me. Anyway, go. <laughs> well, I'm is what I am, and you can think I'm crazy. Like I'm a little bit. You remember me telling you that before, right? Yeah. Is the letter to the? Yeah, I'm gonna hang up on this guy. I'm not. I'm not sure. I knew. I know where he was going with that. Did you follow that? I. It was I, just not a good listen. I. I couldn't. I, I'm sorry. I, I. I couldn't follow. I didn't quite understand what the point was. It's got to be entertaining. That. That just was not entertaining. No. At all. Sorry, caller. Yeah, I'm sorry. Try again next time. Yeah, like got to move along a little bit quicker. Got to bring it tight. We appreciate it. Uh, raw and hard here. 
Yeah. No offense. Yeah, no, no offense. offense. We just got to keep it moving. Now, caller, go ahead. You are live on the air. What's up? All righty. Uh, can I just finish that clip real quick? Or, uh... Oh, caller, you're just killing me here. <laughs> real quick, I, I swear yeah, to God. Caller, just caller. No, I'm sorry. I hope you catch what's going around. <laughs> caller, what's going on? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Mike? And Mike what's uh, happening? I- don't Don't piss me off, please. Those last two callers sort of pissed me off. I don't know, my friend. It it was awful. I mean, I just wanted to bring out the shotgun and just lay waste to all of them like if I was in Columbine. Yeah, blast those fools out the door and don't let them back. That was some dribble. That was awful. Talk about horrible radio. I thought I was listening to morning zoo bullshit again. (laughs) Listening to the, the guy calling at the wrong time. And who reads scripture on the air? That's like nails on a chalkboard. I don't know. I mean, I can only handle it for a few minutes here, but we got to keep it tight, you know, and I'm not saying you, but you know, when someone calls in, you got to, you got to keep it raw here and entertaining at times. Get to the point. That's who wrap Get to the point. What, what the hell was that shit? It was. Hey, anyway, Mike, uh, who do you root for? Rams, Chargers, Raiders? What's your deal? To be honest with you, I just love the game. You know, it's a political, I know it's a political answer, but I grew up playing football. So anytime, you know, I, I watch the game, I just automatically go back to just playing the game and enjoying it and seeing how much fun grown men are enjoying themselves um, playing with balls. Playing with balls. And I, you know what? I hope they all rot for, for, for what they're doing, uh, associating themselves with, with rapists. Oh my. But yes, I, I don't have a specific team, but, um, I, I just enjoy the game, my friend. I watch. Almost any team except the Cleveland Browns because they stink on ice. And they always will. That's just their thing. That's the word. Yeah. That's the awful team right there. Clouded. <laughs> I feel bad if you're hey, a Cleveland uh, Brown fan. That's for sure. Oh, well, I mean, sucks to be you, right? That's right. Go ahead. Um, so what was I going to say? How did you end up hooking up with Fetzer? How did you get him on your program? I asked. You asked. That's simple. Amazing the things that come to you when you ask, right? Well, sometimes they do come to me. Well, I mean, just in general. You know, it's amazing what you can get when you ask for it. Exactly. I mean, you'd be surprised, right? You would. Well, I'm fucking surprised. Um, All you got to do is ask. Asking uh, Robert Lazar to get on your show. You mean Bob Lazar? Yeah, Bob Lazar. But I know what, I know, I know what you meant. But um, I don't know, to be honest. I know people that do know him, though. I just uh, don't like asking. Know him. Yeah, I just don't like asking for contact information from others. I never liked it. I always thought it was tacky. I get hit up all the time for other contacts, though, but I don't do that. It's amazing what you get, though, when you ask for it, right? Exactly. So, I mean, I'd give it a go. Yeah. I mean, the worst, can ha- the, the worst that could happen is him saying no. That's right. I mean, you got Lear on there, so that, that's. I haven't talked no. to John in a while. Yeah, that'd be another good show. Is he still kicking? He's still around. Yeah. He's still, yeah. He's out there in Nevada. Oh, right on. Yeah, I'll bring him back on. Hey, I'll uh, bother him. I got to ask Mr. Hidea something. Um, what's your Uh-oh. opinion of Professor, Professor Fetzer there, Mike? <laughs> the freight train. <laughs> the freight train. Because uh, I, I noticed that you're not on the program when he's on there anymore. Truth be told, I don't even need to be. I mean, the guy just—he's. He could talk enough for all three of us. Yeah, he's talking for Mike. I understand. He's talking for Mike. I mean, I got I nothing against the guy. You know, he's a wonderful guy. Whenever we talk off the air and just you know shoot the shit, he, he's a great guy. But you know, when he is on, uh, 
and for you know, just so you know, I mean, it's Michael's call. It's not my call to be on the show. If Michael wants me on, I'm, I come on as the co-host. But I try to save when, Mike at times, to be honest. <laughs> see, see, yeah, Michael looks out for me, and you know he doesn't have me on the show. I'm not trying to give him a headache. Keep talking. Yes, I'm not trying to give the man a headache here. That's all. But you know, what do I think of Fetzer? I think <sighs> without without being obnoxious, and I'm not trying to put the guy down, but some of the things that he says, I I I have a little, you know, I have some problems accepting. Um, I mean, sure. he seems to think sure. that almost everything is a conspiracy, and I, I don't know. I just don't yeah. think that is. Yeah, I, un- I understand that answer because everything in his book is a conspiracy. There's not one that isn't a conspiracy. Like, I don't know. Are they all really conspiracies? It's like, you know, the Kennedy assassination, conspiracy, walking on the moon, conspiracy, uh, Columbine, not conspiracy. Not just that. It's just the, the, even the smaller ones that. Actually, I think he's on board with. Actually, I think he's on board with Columbine. I meant to say the one in uh, uh, Connecticut, uh, Sandy. uh, Sandy Hook, but he's being sued for that. Yeah, right. So that's what I'm saying. Like some of the things he says, I I don't necessarily. You're not fully on board. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, respectfully, respectfully, and if that's what he chooses to believe, then I I can't change that. Sure. Can Can I ask your opinion of what you think? Of uh, 9/11. By the way, caller, let me give you a word of advice. Whenever you call a show, yeah. don't ever, yeah. don't ever ask that question that way. Just ask it. It's okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you're here. That's why you're here. Don't, don't ever say, "Oh, can I ask?" No, go ahead. Uh, it just slips off the tongue like that. I, I'm, I, you know, throw those balls around, boy. Throw, throw those balls. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, What's the question? So, Mike, can I, uh, can I say? You're doing it again, caller. You're pissing me off. Don't say that. Don't do that. (laughs) All right. All right. So, uh, Mr. Hideous, what is your opinion of, uh, the 9-11 conspiracy? Well, uh, truth be told, caller, I, as I mentioned earlier, I don't know if you heard at the beginning of the show when Michael and I were talking about it, but I'm still on the fence as to whether or not it was actually an inside job. Now, Michael and I have spoken about this both on the air and off the air, um, and he understands, like, based on the interviews that we've done on this show, based on what Michael and I have talked about, based on the on the conspiracy theories uh, theorists that I've seen on YouTube and, and on the internet, I will admit there are some major questions that I have um, that I haven't gotten a, a, a right, rightfully, what's the word I'm looking for, a, a decent answer for. Um, but I think it's one of the the one things that I'm still I'm as I mentioned earlier I'm teetering on the fence I don't know whether or not to believe. Well, say you say a, you fall off the fence, right? What what side are you going to fall off on? Oh, I see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really, I I don't. The last thing I want to believe is that our government killed people, innocent people. That's that's. I just don't want to believe it. And, and it's so that's why it's so hard for me to accept it being an inside job. Yeah. So you don't want to believe it happened, or I choose at this point. I choose not to, only because I just, dude, three thousand people died. To think that our government killed them is it's a, it's an atrocity. I don't want to think that. If it if it's true, I need as much evidence as possible to to make me believe that it really was an inside job. Till then, I can only speculate on what. I mean, you know, it, it's the, the the simple answer is I just don't have an answer. I mean, the nail in the coffin for me was Building 7 and the Pentagon. Right. That's crazy, right? I mean, I, I saw that it just went plop. How did that happen? Yeah, exactly. And then you see that, that English reporter standing in the background. She's saying that 
the World Trade Center 7 has dropped, but it's standing right behind her. And so she's obviously following a script. If there's a script, then this is all an act. This is all a show that they jump the gun on. And then why don't they just show us one fucking video of a plane going into the Pentagon? Just show us one when there's a thousand cameras in the area. The most protected building in the country Show us one video of this happening, and I'll believe you, but you don't. That's right. I just don't understand how you cannot believe that our own government had any hand in it, Mike, when in fact that you do take for consideration that false flags do happen, Mike. I, I, you're right. All throughout and, history. And I, I will agree with both of you. The whole Pentagon thing, that's a big question mark. Why can't we see that footage? But you also and, agree and when that you look at the, when you look at the the the, the impact, sure. it doesn't even look like a plane hit it. But Mike, you agree that we got into a war with Iraq under false pretenses. You believe that, but you don't believe that our government had any hand in this, correct? Once again, Michael, I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't have a. I don't have an answer for you, man. I'm. I'm still. It's very difficult. For Is me it to hard accept. to believe, Mike, that the FBI now admits that back in 2001, they actually carried out the anthrax attacks? I didn't even know that. They did. I didn't even know that. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm just uneducated on that. It happens. I believe it. Yeah. But I mean, crazy I, things that happen. Look down. Look, just got to look through the, just look throughout history. Long Let's list of, with those unanswered questions that you have. Long list of false that flags. kind of persuade you? What's that? What's that caller? So with those unanswered questions that you have that, you know, you, you can't believe that they don't show us something but the Pentagon, you can't believe with Building 7, doesn't that kind of push you over the fence that we were complicit, if not fully complicit in this it, whole It atrocity? doesn't push me over the fence. It only adds to the giant question mark over my head as to what the hell happened? What is going on? Why did that happen the way it did? Does that make sense? Can can you follow me on that? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, mean, I, I can wrap around that. But I'm just I'm just what confused. What happened is that a gigantic plane hit the Pentagon when that clearly didn't happen. So right there is a lie. And why are they lying? So they can cover their ass. When you you know when you tell a lie, you're trying to cover up something. And it's just kind of nine day for me. Either you tell the truth or you tell a lie. There, there's no in between. And you know what? I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, or Michael, I, I, I'm just so difficult for me to completely and thoroughly grasp. It, it, you know, in, in time, it, I may completely see it for what it is, uh, as you guys see it the way you do. But right now, I have been trying so hard to really accept this so-called conspiracy. I'm still trying to accept it. In other words, you bow to the government then in the narrative. I don't know if I could say that, Michael. Oh, it sounds I, like you do. All right. Well, I think I mean, you do. I don't it's okay to admit that. No worries. You can you look, just go with it. I was the first to stand up and say, yeah, I'm okay. sorry. I'm yeah. just saying you could go ahead and say it. You know, you believe no, with I, what the government told us. I don't because when Bush was in office, I hated that guy. I, I couldn't stand him. I thought he was a, an idiot. And the fact that we went to war with those countries in, 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 uh, in the Middle East, we had no reason. That's part of the reason why we're in such a, we've been in such a shithole for the last, what, 20 years? Even longer, Mike. Even longer. Way goes way further back. Look, man, you know, you know what ultimately, you know what I ultimately, ultimately what I want? I, I, I can't even stand politics because it drives me crazy. I'd like to live out in a friggin' cabin somewhere in, 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 in the woods away from all of this crap. 
because it's so complicated. Every every little thing that takes place in government and 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 society, it's all this nonsense and bullshit. It's all about money. I second that one. So, like I said, I I may see the light someday. And doing this show with Michael, I get I'm lucky enough that I get to hear some of the great interviews with some of really fascinating people like what's his name masters uh uh marshall masters uh, marshall masters and uh, you know just great people that that really open your eyes and make you think um but you know i'm i'm still i'm real i guess i'm in denial is what you could probably okay. say okay i can respect that I, it's not this isn't a disrespectful question but is it more of a ignorant to bliss kind of deal probably like probably well, here goes back to, here goes back to the issue as I was saying, um, this goes back to the issue as I was trying to allude to before. We want to go with just how we feel instead of the facts. Right. And the facts are the CIA has admitted that they even hired Iranians back in the 1950s to pose as communists to stage bombings mm. in Iran. That's just messed up. I'm telling you, I mean, this goes back a long, Long time, my friend. I agree. I I totally agree with you on that. I really with do. all these things going on, it's just hard to believe anything that the government tells us. I mean, at one yeah, time, I'm at one time we were sure. at one time they were pushing uh, cigarettes. At one time, yeah, <laughs> yeah, politicians and industry <laughs> leaders they were they purposely misled the public over the health effects of uh, smoking. And today, we still have people that believe nothing will happen to you if you smoke. And then when it does, they sue the uh, the tobacco companies. Sure. So. And not to change uh, the subject, my brain uh, Mr. Hurts. Deacon, but are, are you from uh, El Centro? Is that home base for you? Born and raised. Okay. So uh, that's why you're there. I love it here. Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, home is home, brother. I, I get it. Well, would you think I would uh, want to be around a bunch of people? I don't know. You know, maybe uh, you met somebody, you moved out there, and, you know, that's where you are now. No, if anything, they have to come out here. Away from the social, the social dregs of society, the potential menaces that are out there. Much safer out here, away from the animals. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel, Michael, living out here. That's how I feel here. But uh, I feel good. If you, ever, if, if you ever saw my place, I mean, I'm I'm in the I'm in the woods, man. Yeah, that guy Mike's way out there in the woods. We don't even have street lights. That's wild. <laughs> that's awesome. That is pretty cool, that's though. Pretty. It is. All right, Mike and Mike, uh, always a pleasure talking to you guys. You take care of yourselves, huh? All right, Thank brother. So I'll take you forward. out with a uh, shotgun blast here for you. Blast me. All right, brother. Take care. I shot the poor guy. Yep, and I think he enjoyed it, too. I think he did, too, Mike. And, uh, Mike, we're going to have to wrap it up pretty soon here. I mean, I did want to go over that audio with you, but, well, you know what? It's only a few minutes long. What is it, the the one with uh, Bob uh, Woodward? Yeah, let's just play some of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tonight, new reporting from the Washington Post's Bob Woodward says that President Trump was bluntly warned in January about the threat of coronavirus, but chose to downplay the danger oh, in public. Shit, Mike. Woodward's new book, Rage, is his latest work in a 50-year career investigating American presidents. His first investigation, reported with Carl Bernstein, led to the resignation of Richard Nixon. Amazing. For Rage, Mr. Trump agreed to 18 recorded interviews, many, which you're about to hear, 
started with the words of the White House operator, Mr. Woodward, the president. Mr. Trump called sometimes late at night to talk about Black Lives Matter, the threat of nuclear war, and about the dire warning he received during an intelligence briefing this past January. The story will continue in a moment. On January 28th, of this year before the virus was on anyone's radar, the National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien told the president, this virus will be the biggest national security threat you face in your president. What was the president's reaction? His, his head popped up and he asked questions. President Trump's questions in the January 28th meeting exposed a difference of opinion. Beth Sanner from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence said the virus might be no worse than SARS in 2003 when there were only eight known infections in the U.S. But Woodward says Deputy National Security Advisor Matt Pottinger, who had been a reporter in China, told Mr. Trump his unofficial Chinese contacts had raised a grave warning. Pottinger said his contacts in China told him this is going to be like the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic that killed 675,000 people in this country. It was a stunning moment in the Trump presidency and I think in American history because he then went on to publicly dismiss the virus and he knew that this was a pandemic coming. And this is January 28th. Yes. The next day, the White House announced a coronavirus task force. This was Mr. Trump January 30th, two days after the warning. We think we have it very well under control. Uh, We have very little problem in this country at this moment, five. And those people are all recuperating successfully. But we're working very closely with China and other countries, and we think it's going to have a very good ending for us. So uh, that I can uh, assure you. Chinese officials were concealing what they knew about COVID-19. Foreign nationals. On January 31st, the president restricted travel from China. The next week, in a phone call, Mr. Trump told Woodward what he'd been learning about the virus. This was February 7th. It goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air. and That's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flu. This is deadly stuff. Three weeks after that call, the president said this to the public. It's a little like the regular flu that we have flu shots for. And we'll essentially have a flu shot for this in a fairly quick manner. Yeah, go ahead. In that February 7th interview, it's clear that the president knows what the stakes are, but he's not sharing that with the public at that time. Yes, this is the tragedy. A president of the United States has a duty to warn. The public will understand that. But if they get the feeling that they're not getting the truth, then you're going down the path of deceit and cover. Did the president ever disclose to you why he wasn't telling the public what the stakes were with the coronavirus? So in March, I asked exactly that question, you know, what's going on? And the president said, well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you, I I wanted to uh, 
I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes. Because I don't want to create a panic. I think he did not understand the American. I'll just stop it right there and get your opinion. I agree with the president. So he didn't want anyone to panic. I'll, I'll tell you why. It, it, based on some of the things that I've understood about government is that when you are a leader of a country of, uh, what are we, 30 million people? Um it is important not to create panic uh, so that people – look. So you'd rather have thing, them lie about the severity of the virus, in other words, right? Um, I, I probably – if I were the president, I probably would have done the same thing. You would so have that, lied too. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, so shit. That, all kinds of liars are coming out. <laughs> Holy fuck. Hang on. Let me explain. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It. It's look, funny look to happened. hear – it's funny to hear everyone's opinion on this because so many people have been saying – well, we love Donald Trump because he's transparent no. and he tells the truth. He no, tells it how it true. is. That's but no, true. I've been hearing that's... all that. I've been hearing it for years. And, and you know what? You're right. I, uh, and what happened? was you're talking to. And what happened? But, the but then, Mike, is... you have to understand, I've been talking to lots of people who have been telling me we need an open sourced government. We need them to tell us the truth. This is this is why we love this guy, because he's going to tell us the truth. Yes. And yeah, now you're and now, that, and now you're saying it's okay to lie to the American people, right? Yeah, but I never said I wanted open open government tr- transparency. I know, not there you. There are certain things. Not there you. are certain things that cannot be talked about in public because oh, they're top secret. Okay, so nine eleven's top secret, so we can't talk about that. The government uh, can't see, tell us the truth, right? That that again, it, it's a very delicate situation. For example, you can't go telling people your your secret plans. If you're going to fight a war, the hypocrisy in America lives strong. I love it. <laughs> Hypocrites, everyone. I, I'd rather, I'd rather live, I, but I'd rather have my government protect me. Um, they don't protect you, though. They lie there's to you. Only so much, there's only so much protection, I guess, that can go around. You just got lied to right now. Uh, what's that? The, the President Trump lied to you. I'm still here. He, well, you're not even going out anywhere. I went out Saturday. <laughs> One day? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have gone out when it was it was happening. Well, all I'm saying is that if he chose when when the pandemic did hit, what was the first thing that went? Fucking toilet paper and <laughs> toilet paper. And what was the other thing that we we couldn't get? A uh, face mask. So, right. could you imagine if he had said, "Oh my God, everybody, panic because we've got a pandemic on our hands. We're all going to die." Well, I don't could think you imagine he imagine the insanity. Yeah, well, I don't think you should go out and say it that way. But if he would have told the truth about well, a global pandemic that's on the verge, that's on the horizon, you know, I think people would have liked that better. Isn't honesty the 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 best policy? Yes, to some extent. But you can even ask. A psychiatrist that telling the truth sometimes is not always advantageous. Telling the truth hurts, and that's what we do here. But telling the truth is not always advantageous. That that I I that's from psych psychiatrists, you know, saying that you can't always tell the truth sometimes because it can set off. Look, man. I mean, look. Come on, man. Come I'm on, not going to live man. in. A, I'm not going to live in a world of lies. That's for sure. Okay. I'm not going to live my life that way. I, I completely understand how you may feel. I'm going to write it out. I'm going to throw my balls in the air. And if anyone <laughs> likes that or if they don't like that, I don't give a fuck. Wherever they land. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These people can't handle the truth. That's why. Okay. I, I think some of the people couldn't handle the truth. They can't handle the truth. That's the problem. 
which is why everybody wants their hand to be held. That's the problem. The the um, what what's that called? The second place culture. That's what that is. Is that what that's called? No winners. So uh, again, I, I'm assuming you 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 thoroughly believe that they should have said, you know, we should panic. Is that what you're saying? That's not what I said. I said they should be truthful about the matter, about the virus, about the potential, the potential impact that it might have if we don't uh, protect ourselves. If we don't handle this the proper way. Agreed. Agreed. I, I I agree with you on that. I also think that there are certain things that and just... even Doctor Fauci was wrong, Mike. Oh, Fauci's an idiot. He was wrong about the mask very early on too. Yep. I I. Completely agree. Some people believe it, the mask doesn't work at all, but I mean, if that's the case, then why do surgeons wear it all the time? Why do nurses wear it all the time? Pre-COVID. Well, that's so, yeah, but... Why did I Michael mean, Jackson wear... I think we're wear, talking about two different things. We are, here. but why did Michael Jackson wear one before? <laughs> Even Michael <laughs> Jackson insane? knew. Even the guy knew. <laughs> He's dead. Even the weirdo <laughs> Michael Jackson knew something was up. Oh, gosh. Ugh. <sighs> This is a all, tough show, Mike. All these people saying <laughs> fear and panic. Well, all these fuckers out there, they would never go out and uh, breathe in the virus and, and uh, sign up to contract the virus, period. But what about the same people who are walking around out on the streets with, with these masks on? I mean, do you do you walk on the street with the mask? Like outside? Do you walk with a, a mask on? Only when I have to go inside a store. Okay, that that was my point. Like, so you don't you don't wear it outside walking down the street? No, I'm not around anyone. Yeah, see, that's that's how I feel. Yeah, so I don't think it's necessary. I don't think you need to. I, I see people jogging with a mask on, or yeah, dr- driving, driving in a car. car. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Like even out here, like where I live, where there's like nobody for miles, and like I, if I'm driving down the road, <laughs> I see somebody walking down the street with a mask on. Oh I'm like, well, who are you going to talk to? What? There's like not another person around for like a, a, a mile. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> you're, you're, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's yeah, just it's just around large crowds. That's all. That, right, and and I I agree. You know, I agree. Yeah, well, I think I, you'll I be fine, be... Mike. What's that? Uh, when you went out, I think you'll be fine. I mean, you weren't out when it was uh, really raging through the night in your area. That's for sure. No, no, I was pretty much sequestered the whole winter. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, in terms of the the area that you're in, I'm sure there's not that many cases there. We had a few cases, uh, in fact, right in Wayne County, but not like I, I got to be honest. I don't don't quote me on this. I think it wasn't more than forty people. Oh, I see. But I know Pennsylvania, you know, had a, a decent amount. That's something like two or four thousand. I don't even remember. And Mike, let's play the rest of that audio before we um, wrap it up here. Public, and he said, "Well, I don't want to create a panic. We know from history." When the public is told the truth, they organize, we have a problem, uh, we're going to step up. And Trump thought, oh, well, they'll panic when there's a crisis, when uh, the president particularly knows something, it's time to tell the public in some he failed. You write in the book that the president's handling of the virus reflects his instincts, habits, and style. What are those? Denial, uh, making up his own facts. At age 77, Bob Woodward has fact-checked nine presidents. 
Rage, is his 20th book. It's published by Simon & Schuster, part of Viacom CBS. The title Rage comes from him. He said he brings out rage in people, and he doesn't know whether that's a positive or a negative or good thing or a bad thing. And also it describes a condition in the country now. There's a lot of rage out there. His interviews for Rage started in the Oval Office, then continued for months in phone calls, many out of the blue from Mr. Trump. Yes, I mean, you have an audio tape of this where they come on, Mr. Woodward, the president. Mr. Woodward, the president. Hi, Bob. President Hi. Trump, how are you? I'm turning my recorder on here as I always do. Just so it I started in December 2019 before the virus was on anyone's radar, so we were talking a lot about North Korea. In Mr. Trump's first year, North Korea tested its first intercontinental missile. Woodward says the president gave Defense Secretary James Mattis authority to shoot down any North Korean missile aimed at the U.S. North Korea dominated their earliest interviews. I think the public did not realize, and Trump told me repeatedly, he said, you don't know how close we were to war. Instead, North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un offered to meet They did, three times. Woodward has more than two dozen letters exchanged in their diplomatic courtship. Kim says to Trump, our meetings, our relationship is out of a fantasy film. He says, there is a magical force between us. Even now, I cannot forget that moment of history when I firmly held your excellency's hand as the whole world watched. Did the CIA have a look at Kim's letters? Yes. And what did they make of them? Uh, They never figured out who was writing them, uh, but the analysts concluded that they're masterpieces because they are appealing to Trump's sense of grandiosity. Woodward's interviews took a sharp turn May 25th after George Floyd was killed by Minneapolis police officers. The Black Lives Matter movement reignited. Do you think there is systematic or institutional racism in this country? Well, I think there is everywhere. I think probably less here than most places or less here than many places. Okay, but is it here in a way that it has an impact on people's... I think it is, and it's unfortunate, but I think it is. Woodward asked Mr. Trump if a privileged life left him out of touch. And uh, do you have any sense that that privilege has isolated and put you in a cave to a certain extent? Is it put me and I think lots of white privileged people in a cave and that we have to work our way out of it? to understand uh, the anger and the pain particularly black people feel in this country. That's a bunch of crap. You you really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? Listen to you. Wow. No, I don't feel that at all. He was ridiculing me for reflecting what the whole movement after George Floyd is. By the time of their final interviews in August, 
Mr. Trump had become the leader of the one nation suffering the most from the virus. The president came to this conclusion. You and Nothing I, more could have been done. Nothing more could have been done. Nothing more could have been. Does he remember what he told me back in February about it more deadly than the flu? I mean, it almost took my breath away that there was such certainty when he was absolutely wrong about the issue that defines the position of this country right now. Hello? Yes, thank you. This past week, the Washington Post published Woodward's calls with the president, and Woodward was criticized for not reporting back in February what Mr. Trump had said about the virus being deadly. Woodward says he didn't know at the time whether Mr. Trump was right. In our interview, we asked about another controversy contained in the last line of the book. It might disappoint some of your fans that you reach an editorial conclusion at the end of this book, something that reporters are not supposed to do. Yes, I say the president is the wrong man for the job. But you're known as the reporter who doesn't put his thumb on the scale. And yet, at the end of this book, you do just that. It's a conclusion based on evidence overwhelming evidence that he could not rise to the occasion with the virus tell the truth. And one of the things that President Trump told me in the presidency, there's always dynamite behind the door. The real dynamite's President Trump. He is the dynamite. The president's final call came too late. He asked Woodward to include the August peace agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, but rage was already off to the press. Woodward took the opportunity to level with the president. And I said, it's a tough book. There are going to be things that you are not going to like, judgments that I made. And uh, he, at the end, said, well, I didn't get you on this book. Maybe maybe I'll get you on the next one. But it looks like I don't have it on this book, but we'll get you sometime later. It's tough, sir. Thank you very much. And after you told the president that it was, in your words, a tough book, what did he do? An hour and a half later, uh, he tweeted out that the Bob Woodward book is going to be fake. (laughs) Love that. Great stuff there. I know, Mike. We should all agree. Line is okay. No, no, you got me all wrong, man. That's Line is okay. Hey, you got me all wrong. Line's okay. I lie all the time. <laughs> I'm lying right now. All I'm saying Actually, is Actually, I'm that... fucking hungry, to be honest. Oh, I bet you are. I haven't ate all day. Yeah, I know what you were doing. Just drank coffee. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with mm-hmm. that? What's wrong with that? At least I didn't lie. Mm-hmm. I don't lie about what I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> it's because I got big balls and I don't lie about it. Listen, listen, as far as this Tom guy, Bob guy, um, personally, I, I think he falls into the same. You think he's lying now? Now, wait a minute. Let me finish. <laughs> Go ahead. All I'm saying is that this guy, I think he falls into the same category of all the other media who just wants to, they, they want to screw Trump. Oh, okay. Look, the guy's Everyone not, wants to screw Trump then. The guy's not perfect. I don't agree with everything he says and or does. But you have to give him credit where credit is due. He's done more for this president, uh, more for this country than the last four presidents combined. He's done this this peace treaty in in in, uh, in the Middle East. Uh, you know, so fucking what? Obama got one too. What did Obama get? He, what got did a, he get? He got nominated for that shit too. 
he got nominated for uh, 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 what's that Nobel Prize? Um, it's like he didn't even do anything when he became president. And he None got of them this, do. The peace, the the what the hell was it? Uh, some kind of a. I want to say uh, the Nobel Peace Prize or something like that. I can't remember, but he didn't even do anything. It's he all got, bullshit. Got, what? I said it's all bullshit anyways. Yeah. I don't Sorry, know. Mike. I don't trust Look, the king's men. Never have. I, I know. Never I know will. I know you don't. And I respect that. I do. I really do. Uh, hey, they approve it for me. I, they approve it for me. They, they, uh, they're, it's on audio. I don't know, man. It, 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 I think dealing with other world powers who I think are far more devious than ours uh, i think sometimes there are things that just you know can't be discussed in the public i mean that that's a cop out yeah call it what it may be but i think some things are just important too important to really let everyone else know i'll be the first to admit that i i think that there are certain things the public that how do I explain this? That the office should remain refrain from telling the public because it would freak them out, like the pandemic. You know this this whole thing with the with the with the virus. I think uh, as I said before, people freaked out. They were taking toilet paper, hoarding toilet paper, toilet paper of all things. Could you imagine if we were told that it was a serious serious virus? That you know there were things that we couldn't understand and that it's dangerous. Like there would have been mass hysteria. And it's there's far more many people these days than there were a hundred years ago, where it would cause a far more destruction and havoc statewide. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. People are stupid. That's what I've learned. And Mike, I do want to thank you tremendously for being a part of the program. Always fun to have you here. Likewise, Michael. You know I love it. And uh, of course, I had a, a, another great show tonight. I, I really think we did a great job. Oh yes, thank you uh, greatly. Those out there, thanks for being a part of the program. Those of you in the chat room, remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not, and of course the podcast rendition of this program, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and uh, Castbox, which is what I like. Castbox. That's how I feel right now. Castbox, not Castbox. Oh, I thought you said Gasbox. <laughs> But that would be a great name, though. That'd be a really good name. Gas box is full. That might actually um, have some trouble with our Jewish friends, though. Why is that? A gas box? Yeah, a gas box. They were gas before. You, what are you talking? Oh, oh. Don't tell, me, don't, don't tell me you're denying the Holocaust now, Mike. I deny the Holocaust, Michael. Okay? Oh, my God, Mike. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I good don't, Lord. I don't. You know who actually does deny the the, the Holocaust? That Jim. I was going to just say that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not surprised with that, though, right? We were on the same page yeah, as that yeah. one. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good old Jim. Love Jim. Uh, so, Mike, go ahead and plug anything you like. The floor you, is yours. Um, first and foremost, oh, excuse me. First and foremost, thank you to Michael. Uh, thank you to uh, the Michael Deacon program. All the callers, all the listeners, thank you so much. Yeah, they were um, great, weren't they? It was a great night. Great, great night. I love these shows. Even the ones, together. even the ones I messed with, I, I, you know, I appreciate them calling in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah they were great. Yeah. Regardless, they were a part of the show. So, um, yeah, uh, a great show. I had a great time. And if anybody's interested in my, in my music, uh, and my releases and my efforts, uh, musically, go to, um, mikehideous.com. That's M-Y-K-E, hideous.com. If you would like to see and or purchase any of my artwork and or photography, go to HorribleArtwork.com. 
And last but not least, uh, you can get me on Facebook at facebook.com slash hideous Mike, M-Y-K-E. Thank you very much, everyone. I had a blast tonight. Michael, thank you as always. You are, uh, you're a true inspiration to me. I have a great time on the show. You got it, brother. Clockwise. We will talk soon again. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Mahalo. And there he goes, boys and girls, the one and only Mike Hideous. Once again, very, very special thanks to all of you who hung out with us this evening and the callers loved that. Uh, Donovan, don't worry. It's okay. We were just messing with you. Well, at least I was just messing with you. But I appreciate the calls. I really do. And a special thanks to Mike for hanging out yet again. That was fun. I hope you enjoyed tonight's program. The mind continues the race as it always does. Stay, stay safe, everyone, no matter where you are on this island Earth. I'm Michael Deacon. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place. And life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. 